Opie is here, and his show starts now. That's a good one right there. Smashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. And yes, I picked these songs because they have meaning to me. That's always a good reason to what, start the show. What's going on, Vic? Nothing, man. This oh, that, I told you in a second. Uh, great. I played that so much I was annoying people with it when really? it was out. You know, I would just I would not repeat a lot of things, but yeah. I would go back and just hit redo, redo, redo over and over and, again, and played the whole double CD to death. Yeah, the melancholy. I love it. Despite all my rage, I'm still yep. just a rat in right. the cage. Welcome <laughs> to what goes on in between my ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, it's a theme uh, for today's show. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about rats today with Morgan Spurlock. Oh, well, nice. Even though he was already on this channel earlier, but uh, I, I, what the hell? We'll uh, we'll uh, you can't we'll talk, get enough of Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, we'll talk about his documentary Rats, which I I really really enjoyed. Um, I, I'm fired up. I, I walked in and uh, wow, Vic. What? Wow. Well. Last I left you, I'm, um, I'm searching for a place to sit before the radio show. Okay. <laughs> you know, back in the day, sure. which is only a mere couple months ago, I, I had a nice around here. Nice. Sure. I, uh, this studio was built for me. Okay. And, uh, no one was in it, but, um, no one was in the studio before the radio show, so I got to sit in here. You got, you got the six TVs, and it's all nice. A nice little couch in the corner. You can relax and just get your head together before, uh, the show. And then when all the changes went down and moving to this shift, Ron Bennington uses this studio for his raw dog show. Okay. So you can, I can't be in here anymore, obviously. And he has to end, uh, like right at two 250, what is it, 251, 253, whatever it is. And then it's like NASCAR in here. Like, his crew is leaving, my crew's coming in, and they're they're just reworking the studio so we could get on the air right at 3 o'clock. I witnessed some of that. With it's the, crazy, yeah. I right? saw some great cable changing and yeah. flipping around. No, I really did. It was it's awesome. Nuts. It was awesome. It's absolutely nuts. <laughs> so uh, I, can't, I can't hang in here anymore. So then there was an office that I used to have that I gave up uh, years ago to the staff. And it's a tiny, tiny office that has four people in it already. It's got Paul, it's got Roland, it's got uh, E-Rock, and then uh, Travis is in there. Me, when I come in early. Vic is in there, <laughs> and, and Pete Eric. Da- Pete Davidson asleep on the couch. Pete Davidson has been known to sleep on the couch, you're right. And uh, Eric uh, pretty much rules that office, so he's decided he needs it very cold. I like that. Uh, Eric, I'm not trashing you. No, I'm, just, I'm just watching. I'm just, I'm just giving facts. He likes it really cold and really dark. That's Elvis. Elvis style. Yeah. And, and it's cluttery. Uh, and uh, a little something about me. I can't stand clutter. Okay. When, my, when my apartment gets cluttered, I have to leave. Sure. Uh, and just leave for hours. I got you. You're, are you like that? Yeah, because I'll, I'll just start throwing shit away just oh, to yeah. declutterify. Oh, yeah. Not a word. Oh, yeah. Middle of the night, uh, I throw my kids' uh, toys away, okay? <laughs> I know lots of parents that do okay. that. I've always enjoyed that because yeah. I think you see modern parents and they spoil their kids so much that I would have never, it would have never dawned on me that they would do that. And I, I really enjoyed learning that going back oh, yeah. like 20 years ago when, oh, every time yeah. I thought, oh, you're too uh, sweet with little Dakota or whoever. And they're like, look, I throw this shit away, right? And I'm oh, like, yeah. all right. Or you're not the giant wuss. I 
I thought you were oh, as yeah. a parent. I mean, but to be fair, you know, you, you have to be aware and you got to realize what toys your kids well, are sorry, playing with. Well, I didn't with. say, right, but yeah. it's still nice I, to know. You just, yeah. I, did, I just, it was new, nice to learn that that does happen sometimes. Right. And not, not having kids, I didn't know that that went and on. And then you see the toys, they're gathering dust. You're like, you know what, they haven't of touched that thing in sure. weeks. Right. Middle of the night, right down the garbage <laughs> chute. Right down the garbage <laughs> chute. I like that. That's so, really good. So then I, I, I asked the company, I'm like, my God, I mean, I, I, I want to be here before the radio show, okay. believe it or not. Right. Hang a little bit, talk to the guys, get uh, things together. So they came up with this uh, plan where I go upstairs and there's an office, but it's not it's not my office. It's a, it's a temporary office uh, that a lot of people use because there's people coming from other parts of the country that work with this company. Okay. So when they're in town, whoever's in town, they get to use this office. That, that that's that's the type of it's uh, a catch all. Well, that's what they think of me. Is what I'm saying. Oh sure, I, I I could have an office sort of with other people. We determined yesterday, I believe, that they were slowly making you Milton from office. Space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Stephen Root care. But at the end of the movie, I think he winds up a jillionaire on the beach. Yeah. So you're already heading that. Direction. All right, so I, you're not going to get a lot of sympathy. Oh no, I, I'm not telling this shit for sympathy. <laughs> oh no, oh no, no, okay. no, I understood. I'm it's just, just throwing weird. this shit out it's there. It's just because weird. Sure, I think I'm telling people because they deal with this same horse shit at their sure. job. Right. So I got a, I got a, this weird office, but uh, it's not mine. I know. And and they've said it, it's temporary because they don't have a lot of space around here. I'm right, doing right. a lot of quotations sure, sure, sure. in the air. <laughs> and uh, so then uh, the last few days, I, I haven't had a chair in there. Not even a chair. So I've been sitting on the windowsill and fooling around with uh, Krista Stefano and, and Kenny and the guys when they come up and we hang a little bit before the show. So I was stupid enough today to ask for a chair. I said, hey, Don, I don't have a chair in my temporary office. Uh, His answer was, there's a shortage of chairs at Sirius XM, okay. and that he doesn't even have a chair. Oh, wow. A lot of people, I see a lot of people standing around. Right. It's like a highway construction site yeah. here sometimes. So uh, I'm like, what do you suggest I do? Sit on the windowsill or what? And then, and then, Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in the cage. Yeah, in the rage box. got the best of me, and I just said, well, I'm just going to go sit on the floor somewhere. Thanks for the help. <laughs> Thank you so much. Didn't you tell me yesterday there was a garment bag in there? Oh, yeah. It turns out that's not even my office. Oh. Well, I, well, I was going to say, I, they probably wanted you to use that like a hammock. Yeah. Some sort of device. You know, right. Get, get yeah. a coat hanger going on one end, loop it up in the... It's oh, a collapsible man. ceiling. And then that that was the, somebody's suggestion. You know, but, you know if, uh, if they gave me an actual office uh, for the the one year that I'm going to be here at Sirius XM, right. that has not fucking changed. Well, you know. Uh, I would just put a hammock in the office. <laughs> Absolutely. Just a tiki bar. Yeah. Just go full on. Yes. Just a hammock in an office. Office, I'd be very happy. And play with nothing that. but. No, I was going to say play the Jimmy Buffett channel right. all the time, but. But I mean, that might be a that's crazy. what they think of me. I can't even get a chair for my temporary office. Well, you know, there's a shortage. There's a shortage of chairs. I'm going to fucking strangle you. I'm going to strangle you. Well, no, that's the beauty of working for a corporation. So That's always the beauty of working for a corporation is to look around and go, uh, where's the stapler? I'm fucking, you know, I look, we got some on order. They're coming back. And right. in the meantime, you see them uh, bring somebody up as a guest in a Bentley. Yeah. You know, in a, a coat made out of staplers. Oh, that's where the staplers went. Exactly. They decided to go uh, costume design with this and get a Bentley because blah, blah, blah. But you whatever. know the deal. You know, right. You know the deal. Hey, I'm the comic. 
stomach, I'm like, eat anything in that box. Everything on the menu is yours. Oh. You go, oh, I get the T-bone. Oh, boom, fuck you. Sorry. Right. right here between you're the opener. So anything between the uh, fried jalapenos. Do people know about the, that? I that think used, so. That used to infuriate me. So still the, goes on. So the stand-up comics, when they go to these clubs, you know, they eat for free, but they can only pick certain items on the menu. This is a real deal that happens at a ton of clubs. And the worst part about it is the person, the headliner, gets to pick anything they want off the menu. Right. And then the dude that's getting paid the least and treated the shittiest, the opener, right. he's the one that's limited to the appetizer yeah. section. And sometimes even only half off for him. But the person that needs the gratis the most of course. usually doesn't fucking get it at all. It's the old. That's oh, a, it's a wonderful thing about comedy. Oh, my God. The good ones. The, that's how you can tell it's a good one. And with that, we say uh, good afternoon to Artie Lang. <laughs> well, all I heard was opener and appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're off to a great start. He knows. Uh, I'm just, he I, can vouch oh, for everything absolutely. I'm saying. I, uh, there are legendary stories about this for 35 years. Yeah, I just want to make sure know. people understood that yeah, yes. yeah, you can't just pick anything off the menu. No. you got to pick a couple items. You, no. You're allowed to have maybe the chicken wings and maybe... We're talking about comedy club menus and yes. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can't... The, the Dom Herrera wings are extra. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock's mom's fried chicken was an actual dish when Caroline's had that restaurant the next to it. Franklin Ajay fajitas. <laughs> just, to, just to fill you in, because you're just walking in already, I, yeah. I'm fired up. Cause I, what happened? Well, with all the changes, I I don't have a place to sit before the radio show. That's unbelievable. Dude, I don't have a all, place to sit. I, I was uh, late because of the Cousin Brucey lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the funniest things I've ever... Can, 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 is this a volume? Okay, me out. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, uh, anyway, dude, that video... <laughs> I gotta tell you something. And, and again, there's no way... Again, I, I love Howard, but there's no way not to goof on it. There's of no, course! You, first of all, you, you're your voice is hilarious. Kenny is just never not funny. Right. Lockdown. And, uh, We're in lockdown, GH. When they eventually come by, it looks like a baby duckling got ahead of the of the mother duck. <laughs> I'm saying it's hilarious. How, I agree. Ronnie has such a complex. How long did it take to find a shorter security guard? <laughs> how fucking long yeah, did so, scoured the earth? You got Ronnie, and then you Look got, that. and then you got, then you got Big Bird, and then you got, and then you got a security guy that's shorter than Ronnie. It looked like a, ba- a baby, and that's the baby duckling trying to keep up. Look at that, a mama pelican, dude. That's all because I <laughs> said good morning to the guy. Yeah, yeah. That's all it was. So I don't He's have losing a, his mind. I don't have a I don't have a place to sit before the radio show, and they get, they finally gave me a temporary office that other people use when they're in New York. And then I, the last three days, I haven't had a chair in there, so I was stupid enough to ask for a chair today. That's and I was real. told I was told there's a shortage of chairs at SiriusXM. And then the person Don, who I asked, he goes, I don't even have a chair. There's chairs right here. There's two extra ones. Exactly. Give no. me one of these chairs. Pick it out. Do a benefit. <laughs> There you go. Right. I mean, that is just, what is going on? It's, uh, well, well that, you know, what's going to happen starting next week? I'm just going to show up like five minutes before the radio show. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, just fucking. You're, 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 better, you're better off anyway. Go this out cor- swinging. This corporate environment will drive you nuts anyway. It, well, that's what it's becoming more and more. Uh, you know, I uh, I just have people calling me from, from that, uh, you the, know, that corporation over there. Right. You know, and uh, they're upset. And I, I for years I didn't say anything, but I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll just... 
Wait, who's upset? Uh, that 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 Howard's organization. I got people calling from within the. Oh, because of the Daily Mail article? Uh, no, no, long before that. Uh, that they, they're just upset the way the stories I hear. It, the stories I hear the way they're getting treated. It's not the guy I know. Oh, I, oh, I, oh, yeah. The, yeah. I've heard those stories for the last uh, bunch of years. They, they're they're leaking out. But it's not the. It's, he's not the man I knew. Like like the way he's treating people supposedly. I yeah. mean, they're just hearsay and stuff. So I I just kind of. You know, let stuff out a little bit because those people have to have a little bit of a voice. You're talking about people who are, you know, homeless, maybe, who used to work for them. Right. And they can't get in, in touch with them. People who left a lot of blood on that floor, man. Right. <laughs> you know, made the show great. I didn't have to, you know, talk about felonies I committed on the biggest radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to. That wasn't in the contract. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't check with anybody. And I'd get out on the 6th Avenue after that show going, what did I, in the summer, what did I just say? Yeah. Bill Burr used to say stuff like that. Bill Burr would come, not felony stuff, but I mean, he would, he would. Well, you got to commit him to have a story. Yeah, he would, he would be on the radio show and it would just get so ugly and so like twisted and dark. Oh, and then he would leave the building and go, and then I, I'm facing a bright, sunny day. No, and, I, right. and I feel like I needed to go take a rape shower. No, or and, and then he got a, it's New York, got a UP. Yes, guy going, was that hooker dead? <laughs> I'm sure. I, I've, I've witnessed all of this. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I've witnessed all of this. Construction it. guys going, Artie, did that clear up? <laughs> yeah, really. Show me the scar. Show me the scar. I want to see just one of them. Show me one. Well, at least you know they're listening to the stories. You oh, know? Well, well, it's the Stern show. Yeah. I'm telling guys and going it's to prime. Work, I'm telling guys going to work in Missouri. Right. You got to work on that show, and it's Prime, man. Listen, man, man, someone told me around 2003, somebody told me, and again, this is a testament to Howard, I jumped on a train that was already, like, moving fast. Uh, all I could do was fuck it up. That first ratings book, I'm like, what if it like plummeted? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the only difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they well, stare at you. Yeah, exactly. Like, wow, what, what's different? <laughs> no, Look around the room and point at <laughs> That's you. true. You're lucky you didn't get your arm yanked off. That's how fast that fucking train was going of at the course. time. No, no, I, that was well said. Steamrolling. And, and like, you know, what stench of failure is coming from it? <laughs> uh, so uh, the, I would get, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the level of self-deprecation is amazing. Me, so, uh, awesome. One of the, uh, the agents. Awesome. <laughs> One of the agents said to me that worked on the radio said at they did some study in 2003 at 9:16 or whatever New York time there were 11 million people listening to it. Wow, you know all over the and and uh, and you realize what you're telling them because yeah. how it's great that intimate thing you think you're talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ. That's, yeah, like, right. Oh, that's right. A lot of people are hearing this right now. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, Cammy did a year in the joint. Because yeah. I can say, he was saying out loud on the on the radio, he just wasn't paying taxes. On the commercial, I said, Cammy, why don't you calm down? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're not on the yuck, yuck, and fuck face. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Good show, though. Right, I always right. love that show. Yuck, yuck's on the radio. <laughs> Nothing against <laughs> When those teams break up, it's always like one bitter guy. I know. Like, <laughs> same thing with the comedy duos. Same thing with the comedy duos. You know, Willie Tyler has not talked to Lester in years, three. years. He's still mad about those McDonald's residuals. He's still goddamn angry. Uh, that's right. That guy made more than I, I, I love that. Though. Why don't you calm down a little bit? Yeah, I can't. Can't, can't listen. What hey. are you doing? Yeah. The next day, two guys in like men in black suits came and said, "Where's Crazy Cabby's office?" <laughs> cut to him. Cut to him in chains. Yeah. The next day, he did a year. The next day. Wow. They didn't the, fuck around. Came again. I had two DEA agents come in because I made a joke. when he Ledger died. I said me and him had the same. Heroin dealer, yeah, and uh, oh, the joke was 
It was Mary Kate Olson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so she was on her way to the she was, oh, I no. remember. She was, right. she was mean, in there somehow. She wasn't bringing them green juice. Uh, <laughs> right. So, uh, so that was the joke, but the DEA didn't like that. Mm. So the next day, I mean, I'm at my place of business. I, I work there. You know how embarrassing it is? Like, <laughs> security guys goes, <laughs> uh, he goes, oh, man, you want fuck, you want entertaining fuck up, man. You know, I go, what are you talking about? He goes, the DEA guys here. <laughs> they had the windbreakers on. They called me in a room and they said, is that we're investigating the death? Is that true? I said no. I said unless you want to investigate Mary Kate Olsen. That yeah, was, yeah. That's all I meant. <laughs> Fake snitch on Mary Kate. But they weren't sure that well, they had to combine. By accident, they, they arrest the other one. That would be great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> boom, boom. Good night, everybody. It's the kind of jokes that get you free wings. <laughs> no, but they, 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 oh, you should have set her up. That would have been hilarious. Well, I, I said no, guys, and thanks for right. doing it like discreetly. Yeah, they yeah, came exactly. to the show. We were in a commercial break right, for Christ's sake. Right. And uh, they left and uh, you know, everyone was like, How was like how was the meeting with the DA? <laughs> <laughs> so fine. so what's going on over there, man? There's changes and uh you went I guess you went off a little bit on the podcast and then the Daily Mail picked it up. Every once in a while I, I you know I you dip, so, you dip so, yeah, in a little yeah, bit. because I, I start thinking about it because people do call me good people who were like family to them. I saw that. You know, they were like sons to them, some of them. And they're in a lot of trouble and they can't get in touch with them. They think I can get in touch with them. I, think I can't either, you know. Yeah. And there's this woman over there who just took over. Uh, Marcy. Yeah, Marcy Turk, who's like, it's just a sort of, I mean, I've never met her, but she seems like an evil person. And, uh, you know, suppose you have to talk to her to get permission to talk to her. Well, <laughs> I, I said, that you can't, that can't be the same guy I work for. Well, and, well that know. was the mistake I made. I, I guess I had to tell, you know, tell her I'm going to say good morning to Howard in the, yeah, in yeah. the hallways. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Well, no, so I, I, sorry, I, I can confirm that, yeah, because you, right. I would love to throw you under the bus. <laughs> you oh, tell me, when, but no, you tell me when it happened. Like I, you, I swear to God, you were genuinely confused for like right. a week. He was right. walking around I was going, like, "I still can't fucking put this together how and this works." And it's yeah. you. It's I mean, you're a major guy. <laughs> well, they're not really uh, treating me that. But you that are. I mean, you are. Let's, let's just say I used to be. Don't already. have a chair. No, you, I used to be. You still used to be. I don't have a fucking chair. I'll say it for you. Okay. I don't think you deserve a chair. How about how about uh, how about a beanbag chair? It, it really is. The New York Times did an article about Howard, uh, you know, uh, and it was, of course, I mean, look, he deserves all these accolades. He's the best ever. Like, I, I, I with all due respect to, to, to all you guys, uh, he, I sat next to that guy for, for you know, three feet from him for 10 years. The guy is a genius at doing that. But what he's doing right now is going to hurt his legacy because there's not one person who works for him who can say nice things, where they all would have said something nice when I left there. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he, he just has an impressive brain. Too. He's a smart guy. He's getting brainwashed by some con. She seems like a she's a con artist. She's a fucking con artist. She's she's a grifter. Succubus. And, uh, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, you know, I, I truly don't know she much about in, her. She tapped into his anger, right? Of like, you know. That and look, he he deserves to be angry too. He was a guy making ninety six bucks a week, yeah. and he says this out. He's told this before in Detroit as Hopalong Howie in the country station. Nobody wanted to be with him, and his wife really loved him. It was it was a beautiful like sort of love story. And he came and he's fucking just scorched the earth, man. He, he came and just became the Babe Ruth of radio. Now everybody wants to be his friend. Yeah, and he has a lot of anger. And yeah. this woman, you don't have to be fucking Sigmund Freud. She saw like all these people don't really love you. I. I get you. 
I get you. And, uh, you know, High Pitch Eric doesn't get you. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Gary but... the Retard doesn't get you. <laughs> don't say Gary the Retard, Gary the Con- I would have quit right there. I would have yeah. said, if I can't call him the retard anymore, I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> Howard doesn't say the word retard It's anymore. Gary the Conqueror. They Bye. changed his name to Gary the Conqueror. Yeah. Bye. That must be confusing to Gary the retard. For fucking eight years, whenever he called, I would go, oh, retard. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, he, when, when Howard was on America's Got Talent as a judge, sitting next to Heidi fucking dickhead Nazi Gloom. Yeah. Uh, she's judging comedians. A, a, a stuttering comic. Howard told a stuttering comedian that he was an un- funny stuttering comedian yeah that he was inspirational he almost, stuttering john was almost suicidal after those shows <laughs> he couldn't open his mouth without <laughs> he almost hung himself three times I, I guess. inspirational what the fuck happened how was he pulling this off <laughs> I, I i guess i would say this people are are allowed to change right yeah so somebody so, changes like this yeah. this would be like hitler running a temple oh, so, so you don't so you don't think the changes are like like, um, legit. Look, look, let me tell you something. Okay. <laughs> and you know comedy. Nobody, nobody can make that much of a pivot on how they feel about Ellen DeGeneres' dancing. Mm. I mean, we used to we used to say what it was. This is horrible. Yeah. Housewives wouldn't laugh at this. Yeah. She's clearly like, you know, she's duping the world. Yeah. And now he says he looks forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> Who was, Are you joke? fucking kidding me? <laughs> Whose joke was it that uh, I used to love because it might have been him or you that said uh, uh, zoom in on her face, she looks just like uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> There's an uncanny yeah, similarity. And was, that's I, from their show somewhere. Look, sure, if it was me, I would have said Flip Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I no, you're right. She does. Name. She does. She's a, she's clearly just she she came out at the right time. Yeah. You know, like uh, that show was terrible. I said she doesn't even really want to dance either. But being it's a lesbian, she figured out this bit where she gets to rub up against the women every day <laughs> at work. <laughs> that's your angle. That was my <laughs> angle. Yes, right. of course it was. <laughs> that's, like, a, that's a good point <laughs> because she's a stand-up comic. So there's no way in the end okay, she actually right. likes dancing yeah. for hey, people. Yeah. <laughs> Megan Fox is on today. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're gonna make the dancing longer. All right. So she's got. She's got like that's how she met Portia. She's got these hot women in the audience like wiggling their hips. She's a lesbian. She gets to look pick, at her. She gets look to pick her. what row she goes down. She sees uh, which uh, which women she's attracted to she that looks, afternoon. She looks like Chuck Knobloch. Knobloch. <laughs> You're right. She's picking up pussy. I, she studies the audience. I I I did this whole bit. She and, looked, and then she's like, I'm going down this aisle, and then see there she goes. All right, she goes. All right she I like to this. Do a little gauntlet. Pick up right. the uh, pick up the the, the documentary. Uh, uh, let's spend the night together the Rolling Stones 1981 Bill Wyman plays the bass all he does is look for pussy that's yeah. all he does yeah. like, what we got shattered yeah <laughs> he's not even playing tonight. he's lighting a cigarette and just looking for, for fucking pussy that's what she probably that's what she's doing like hey you hey come on back that's true I never noticed that mm. so yeah he's he, he, he can't be looking forward to Ellen DeGeneres dancing every day uh, who, who could do that who that's could? that's just silly that's I mean, an about face boy I tell you but you're not believing in the uh, you know. the about face itself. No, who could change that much? Right. Yeah, right. who could well, change you know, that much? Ice T went from saying kill the cops to playing a cop on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Body Count? He had that, was a, that was a good one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Eric, you know. Eric, I still can't hear you in the headphones. I only bitched about that for the last three days. Maybe they'll fix that eventually. But what were you going to say? A, there's a lot of talk about the Bachelor on there. On, on well, the Stern well, show, no, that used to be that was always. You know, he was always his taste in 
TV was always the Friends, The Bachelor, you know. Right. I, uh, he used to do that. But as far as Ellen DeGeneres being like Richard Pryor, because she danced with <laughs> <laughs> We used to hate her. The, t- the tapes are there. Pick up the fucking tapes. We not, this is an illusion. Sometimes I think I'm in a fucking dream world. I think Sometimes I think I stand myself and died, and I woke up in a world where Howard Stern likes Ellen DeGeneres' dancing. <laughs> I woke up in a world where the Yankees suck, the Mets are good, and, and Howard Stern loves Ellen DeGeneres. Keep going. Keep going. Come on. Yeah. Well, Portia de Rossi, again, she's like a, you know, she's had her face buried in that pussy for fucking seven years. I'd be in a daze, too. She's like, she's like a surrogate for her. Uh, and, and he has her on the show and kisses her ass. He said he looks forward to the mm. dancing. He gets up and looks forward to it. Do you, do you feel that. like uh, he, he wants his legacy to be a little different? Because when you're in the shock he wants to make world, it shittier. <laughs> well, no, I mean when you're uh, you're getting older and and this is what you do for a living. Maybe you don't want to be known as the guy that was throwing baloney on Did girls' he, asses, and you're hoping that. What do you want to be known as? Bill, I guess Bill, a gr- I Bill think Clinton. He, I think he wants to be known as a great interviewer. He is. He definitely. All right, is, but Listen, he already has that. The guy. The guy uh, is the one. Here's what disappoints me. He's the one guy who could say to these PC police who took over show business, fuck you. I can make more money than any of you. My fans like me more, and I could say whatever the fuck I want. He's the one guy who could have done that and make a hundred million bucks. I don't need need to kiss Brad Pitt's ass. He needs to kiss mine, quite frankly. And I, you know, we, we all felt like idiots. My point is, like, look, I was a fan of that show. Before I got on, I, my old man came home from work one day. My father climbed roofs for a living. He was yeah. a roofer, uh, got to the ninth grade in school, and he comes to me and he goes, "One more." Uh, the summer of nineteen eighty two. He goes, "You're coming to work with me tomorrow." I go, "Why?" He goes, "You got to hear this fucking guy. He's so funny, and, and I think you'd love him." So, th- my father and me bonded on two things: the Yankees and Howard Stern. Right. That was it. And uh, he, le- we would stop and pull over and eat lunch. You know, my mother would make like a sausage and pepper sandwich, and we're sitting there and we're listening to him. We bonded. I was so fucking funny. Yeah. So when he fell. And became a quadriplegic. He fell off a roof. We had... <laughs> Again, what you tell, but I don't give a shit. Uh, lawyers came around to sue people. Right. Because if you fall off a ladder, you sue the ladder company. You have right, millions right. of dollars. So this lawyer comes around, and he goes, all right, we're going to sue the ladder company because you fell off a house that has no homeowner's return. And the guy had 200 grand to his name. My mother refused to uh, take that money from him, which I was proud of my mom for that. He wouldn't take, she wouldn't take the guy's life savings. The guy goes, no, don't worry. The ladder company will pay up because they'll feel bad. So when he said that, I said to my dad, I said, should you tell him or me? I went up to the lawyer. I said, he stole the ladder. <laughs> and the guy said, what? Goes, I said, the ladder says Bell Atlantic on it. <laughs> my father was driving by a, a, a Sears warehouse, and he needed a new ladder. So he sees, uh, he's a kleptomaniac from Newark, my father. He sees a ladder uh, next to a Bell truck. He goes quietly, takes it like it's his ladder, and puts it on his uh, hand. And that was the ladder he fell off of. Right. He had to put that ladder on a picnic table because it wasn't tall enough. Yeah. So the lawyer hears that, and he goes, excuse me? I said, he, he stole the ladder. He calmly put his notes back together and said, I wish you guys luck. <laughs> so I had a, we, we had to go on welfare. We went on welfare. Wow. It was very difficult. So the only thing in that depressing time, we're about to lose the house, is he would laugh at the Stern Show. That was the one thing. Yeah. And we sent away to all these local celebrities, the Giants, the Jets, and Howard for something for an auction for him. Howard is the only guy who sent something. He sent a, a satin K-Rock jacket that he signed. And one day we're listening and he got, we got on the air. He said, uh, Gary said, by the way, that quadriplegic got the jacket. And Howard said, does he think if he wears the jacket, he's going to walk again? <laughs> it was so funny. He did a, of course. It was, a Howard, it was a Howard joke. We were laughing at it. We were on the show in 1987. My father dies in 90. And when he died, 
you know, he said, take care of your mother and sister on his deathbed, basically. I, I was a mess when he, when he died. So, uh, as opposed to the <laughs> Jack Lane I am now. Uh, so he, he never saw that. The, the job I got about nine years later, being a co-host of that show, he would have been like, if I was a senator, it wouldn't have been as impressive. Right, he of would course. Have, and I feel sort of robbed of that a little bit. So... That's the connection I have with Howard. So this comes from a place of a lot of love. Yeah, I didn't, you know? I didn't know about the backstory. Yeah. I had no idea that you and your father were on there back in the day. Well, I, you know, he mentioned my dad, and then my, you know, my dad died of complications. And some guy helped him kill himself. He would ask me to kill him every day. Uh, and because uh, he was in hell, and I said, "That well, uh, you thinking this through? What about me?" Right, <laughs> right. I got to live with this. So here. you're in hell for whatever the fuck you did, and I'm in the I'm in Trenton State. <laughs> How is that helping the family? <laughs> wow. So you know, he uh, the, the Stern Show meant a lot to me for a long time. It still does, and I just think. This woman is a con artist and somehow got infiltrated over there. And people are getting mistreated. And well, I, 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 the stories I've heard directly from people, I won't say any names. But it's like, that's not Howard, man. Howard, the guy I knew was so generous. Right. Um, paid for everything. Wouldn't let anybody, like, he, he acted like he should. A lot of celebrities have a resentment. Like, no, he, he just, everything was on him. Right. Private jets. And, so what's happening right now is kind of, it's just weird, you know? What about uh, Gary? How, how does he uh, fit in with this whole thing? I mean, Gary's Gary. Wasn't, wasn't Gary the one that was pretty much running the running everything behind the scenes, and now she kind of took over for that, right? Yeah. You think that makes Gary feel better? <laughs> <laughs> this broad comes in and got a bigger office. <laughs> this sounds like when the uh, the billionaire, the heiress, or the you know the butler starts manipulating them late in life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, that's what I'm trying to prevent happening. <laughs> Remember that? I've seen too many Lifetime made-for-television <laughs> Doris Duke, the poor little rich I, girl. I, you're right. All of a sudden, Howard's praising Z-Morning Zoo guys. <laughs> you, you said in the Daily, uh, Ma- <laughs> the, the Daily Mail listened to your podcast and a whole story. Oh, thanks, guys. I hope they're not stealing it like everyone else. Uh, oh, I got to listen for free. Uh, I know. Uh, okay. Uh, and you're, you're, I don't know how to do that. I just call him. That's what I do. Your court is saying uh, Howard lost his mind if the stories I hear are accurate. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Again, in print stuff sounds a little harsh. Yeah. But uh, no. But I mean that, again, worried about him because they are – if the stories are accurate, it's like he does seem like – he lost a part of his mind that sort of had compassion for the people that worked there. And believe me, he had a lot of it. And it wasn't fake either. The TV guys, they were fired on the air. I know. You know, they were soldiers. They, they were, were loyal. awesome guys, They man. were pirates, those guys. So much fun. And they were like sons to him. And now they can't get him on the phone. On, yeah. the, on the softening, do you think, like the Ellen stuff, do you, did he become a grandpa? I've seen a lot of mean, mean guys go soft when grandpa not, time yeah. rolls well, That's around. the other thing, too, about Howard. The, the, one of the best compliments you can give anybody. He's got three unbelievably wonderful, classy daughters. They're so sweet, those girls. He did a great, he's a great parent, clearly. Like, there's no hint of... Well, that's what I'm saying. I, if one of them got married and the grandkids come rolling in, everybody's seen Dr. Doom turn into, you know, the Care Bear. Well, to his credit, I think To his credit, he's not with the symbiote because... He's enjoying the Ellen dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Anything's possible. Anything is fucking uh, possible. But uh, he could be the head of ISIS. <laughs> Maybe this woman's ISIS. I never thought of uh, they, Yeah, they radicalized a redhead. I mean, she's very dangerous. Uh-huh. Well, no, but again, he, he stopped, his daughters got older and he stopped doing stuff with the Sibian. And, he, and he's capable, clearly, of evolving. He's, he, can, he can assimilate to any type of radio and be great. But uh, him and his wife did an amazing job with those kids. Like, that's hard to do. Hmm. And I know he 
he really that was important to him. Right. And I met all three of them briefly, and they're, they're just God. Are they they're, they're so sweet and respectful. And you meet some rich kids in L.A. Man, oh my God, I just want to punch oh, them in the face. Like, like I hate that they get better weed than me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you didn't have another kid because of me. I think look, I'm three for three. He's like, what if I have Artie? <laughs> we'll stop right here. <laughs> so he's a, he's a good man. But, so what 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 is the explanation for this? You know, I don't know. What about um? He, he seems to be holding a grudge against you because uh, I read the article and yeah. uh, you know by the way this is weird because you've been doing my show for a couple of years and I purposely made sure not to talk about this stuff. Yeah, we're not but, now it, but now it's like it's out there so yeah. I guess today is again the, I don't think I'm saying anything like I'm, I'm saying stuff where I'm actually complimenting him about how great he is how great he was to me and how weird these stories I'm trying to give a voice to some of these guys right. and I, I had a choice to not to do that right. I wouldn't say any names but uh, what about the... Uh, you know, hey, listen, I did something. He, again, here's another thing. I get when, I hate when people say he never tried to help you. I go, how would you know? These people just listen to the show. <laughs> Howard tried to help me for five straight years. He told me, what, what better can a boss say than this? He said, Art, go get better. Take as long as you want. I'll help you. When you're done, come back and you have a job. What else would you want to... He said it to me three times. Yeah. And I tried a couple times, and I shit all over it like a typical addict. Right. I, w- I left the rehab in Miami, okay, uh, while they were on the air, January of 2009. I went to the Satai five-star hotel in South Beach. I got a hooker. I go to room service, uh, and uh, I called the show live. <laughs> they thought I was in rehab. And uh, they, I put the waiter on who couldn't speak English, and yeah. Howard asked what I had for breakfast. There's a lot of pancakes. And uh, and the hooker. And I'm like, clearly, it's like, and Gary said to me, he goes, all right, you know, look, it was funny, but you don't want to get better. It makes us look stupid. It's disrespectful. We're helping you. Right. And he was right. right. He was right. But, so, but it's great radio. It is great radio. Sorry to yeah, say, it never dawned on me that, It never dawned on me that that was a good point until he just said the guy said it. Like, I know. Oh, I'm, fuck. Good I'm just, point. I'm just God thinking about damn it. <laughs> from where I sit. I'm good points. <laughs> from where I sit, I'm like, God damn, that's great radio. I'll do you a favor. I'll do you a favor. I'm going to give you great radio. <laughs> wow, that's great. Oh, that's right. This is a, no. this is a life and death situation. Well, I know yeah. you, you know, I, I'm sorry. I know you secretly love Ellen. And you want to get to that. The, the idiot Mr. Libra in me just constantly yeah. goes back and forth. I'm enthralled. And right. I'm like, oh, fuck. So, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you if you went back like defending your life with Albert Brooks and looked at my whole life, you'd see two things. Mm. A stunning lack of preparation. <laughs> and two, missing a lot of good points. <laughs> <laughs> so so set I your head down. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, so was, that was the first time you left rehab? Yeah, uh, that was the third time. Third time, okay. If you go back to my 20s. I mean, okay. I was in rehab with, uh, with Lawrence Taylor. Ones. And he's, he's talked about it, so it's public. It was those group therapies. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, he would talk, and i talk about uh, all I want to say was, why are we in the 4 3 defense against. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you wanted to know. What the fire was 8 grand? <laughs> my, buddy, my buddy Kenny was in you know jail. How much money you cost me? Kenny, oh, yeah. Kenny was in jail with him in the big tank. Were you all in there together? And he said, That's all everybody was doing, was oh, going up to him, driving him fucking insane, asking him, that? Why didn't you blitz on that second and 24? Uh, that's hilarious. Right. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. What, when, I was, uh, when I got processed, the first time I got arrested for coke in, in LA. I was in LA County Jail. I was handcuffed next to a Mexican kid who was a Mexican gang member. And, um, you know, of course, they don't exist, according to Hillary. But uh, and, um, <laughs> really? he had a, he had his back, his entire back was had one tattoo on it. It covered his back of Speedy Gonzalez, the cartoon character. Mm. And I, it, was, it was great work. I said, where'd you get that done? He goes, I'll give you the number, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was stabbed in his ankle. 
And he had a hit out on him, supposedly. And I said, I hope this guy's a good shot. You know, uh, I'm right next to you. For six hours, I'm handcuffed while they're processing me. And it's not like Taylor, but this 20-year-old Mexican kid, Chicano kid, goes, looks at me and goes, you're on Mad TV. <laughs> <laughs> and I did a sketch where I play a black woman, and the, the catchphrase was, don't make me break my foot off in your ass. <laughs> he of starts course. yelling it. <laughs> don't make me break my foot off in your ass. <laughs> and the guard, who was an asshole, said, you're, you're a celebrity? Ugh. I said, I'm on a show called Mad TV. He goes, now, if you're a celebrity, you get a red, uh, a red wristband. A red wristband means you get one of two things. You're one of three things. A snitch, a murderer, or a celebrity. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> that means you get your own cell. Oh, okay. Okay? So this kid, this Mexican kid, got me my own cell. Right. And I was very nervous about that. Uh, so, uh, but the the guards kept making me up, tell us a joke, Mr. Comedian. I'm like, I don't know if this is my demographic. <laughs> <laughs> but like when Taylor had to go through on a much lower level, I'm going through, I don't know what joke, what joke do you want me to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> Tough room. But uh, later I found out that Quincy Jones who produced me on TV took care of me in jail. Like I got phone calls at three in the morning. I didn't know why. Mm. And I got out and I saw Quincy and he goes, man, you all right? I go, yeah. He goes, he goes they take care of you. And I'm like, Yeah. And then he left and went, wait a minute. <laughs> wow. He was calling the fucking wow. uh, jail. And that's when I said, I hope he doesn't talk to the guards because the guards used to give Nick racist names to each cell area where the brain. Yeah. <laughs> I said, listen, I'm a comedian. You could have this for free. Where, where the black guys hang out. The sickle cell area. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> they high five me. I think they still use it today. <laughs> Got an extra piece of white bread. That that's day. a home fucking run. <laughs> <laughs> but when Quint, Quint, he was sort of taking care of me in there. Yeah, I said, "Just don't tell Quincy this." Like, oh, that's, that's amazing. It's my own Well, Vic will tell you. Like, you know, people say how to have these stories. Like, I was a drug addict and a road comic for thirty years. If those two worlds collide, that's crazy. You're going to have stories. Uh, yeah, yeah, you think sure, no. just a few. Wow. But my my point is, Howard tried everything. He tried everything, and he got he exhausted himself. He gave me the number of shrinks. He, uh, you know, he offered to help me if I ever I needed money. Thank God, because I was making a lot. I didn't have to steal. But Celebrity Apprentice offered me two hundred fifty grand for two weeks. I mean, Celebrity uh, Rehab, right? Celebrity Apprentice, <laughs> <laughs> two hundred fifty grand. <laughs> But I had a room with Dennis Rodman. I said, do I want to kill my mother? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Almost made me chill. <laughs> well, you don't throw it up, uh, Dennis, in the bucket. Can I use it? I said no to 250000 How does that make you feel, Vic? Well, oh, wonderful. Well, wonderful. <laughs> You'd hang with Dennis Rodman sure, for 250000 Sure, I would. He's another story. No kidding. That's a documentary. Yeah. I knew him from the Stern Show. Yeah. He would call me up drunk or whatever. You think you can't really understand them sober. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, he got mad at a joke I used to tell him my actors. You know, the NBA's motto is stay in school. And uh, I said, they're hypocrites. You know, if the NBA went on to promote staying in school at the All-Star game instead of a slam dunk contest, you should hold a spelling bee for the play. <laughs> you know, it would be more entertaining. I said, what would be more entertaining? A basketball player dunking again or, or Dennis Rodman trying to spell receipt? <laughs> Good joke. <laughs> or, or Wednesday. And one of those tricky words. <laughs> one of those tricky words like Wednesday. Yeah, Separate. People, right, yeah, yeah. People say, oh, you can't spell receipt. You're the hypocrite. I'm like, no, I can't spell receipt. But yeah. I'm not telling kids to stay in fucking school either. <laughs> so he heard that joke. It's hilarious. He's mad at me for that joke. I said, what, do you, you, you want to fight me? What's going on? Right. I, 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 I'm going to keep doing it. Of course. It's too good not to. Switch it to Carmelo Anthony. Uh. <laughs> so... <laughs> But it seems like he's holding a grudge, though, because uh, I, yeah, read, I, I, I read the article, and um, you know when your book came out, uh, yeah. if you obviously would love to have gone on that show and promoted it, 
Right. Only uh, if they want me to. I don't want, like, I was like, you know, look, but, I don't want to be hostile. But know? they asked, and, and they said no. And then the book company um, said, well, we'll buy a spot over there at least. Yeah. You know, he, he reaches a huge audience. They were playing, and, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they said no to the... The Artie oh, Lang wow. book commercial. The, the guy old, called mm. me up. The guy from their marketing department, Simon Schuster, said, Art, this has never happened before. They, <laughs> they wouldn't take our money. <laughs> yeah. He didn't, even have to, he didn't have to read it. Yeah. He never would even heard <sighs> it was on. Right. Like a commercial you don't even hear is playing. You know? Right. And a lot of money. And uh, I don't want to ask because I... I don't want to give you know Gary the opportunity. I, I love Gary, but I don't want him to be so like I don't want to get the smug attitude. I just want to give some people who try to get back on, but they're paying me a lot of money. It was the second book, and Two Fat Division made good money, so they gave me a lot of money. And I felt guilty. They said, "All right, let me ask. It's the least I could do." Because one plug on that show sells a lot of books. Gary says, "Let me get back to you." He, the next day, he calls me up. He goes, "It just ain't happening." Almost with like a smuggy thing. I'm like, okay, Gareth, yeah, thanks. I told the book company that, and then without me knowing, they tried to get the, the commercial played, and they couldn't believe that they he said take, no to the yeah. commercial. So that's hostile. They said that. I mean, that's a hostile move. What do you What do you think you did to him? I. You just exhausted. He just got exhausted by I was you. Very, listen, I was very disrespectful, but because I was on dope. I mean, I'm not a disrespectful guy, but when you're on, you know, heroin, <laughs> I'm not me. Uh, but I, you know, look, I, I could argue I was funnier on Heroin when I, when I fell asleep, I was funnier. Right. My, my favorite thing I ever did on that show, I might have told you this, Kathy Griffin came in <laughs> yes. yeah, and said she was uh, you know, telling her mother that she won an Emmy and it was all sentimental and you just hear me snoring. It's just so great. <laughs> goes right said, out on the, just head down drooling. Oh, I know. She's going, and you know, my mother always wanted me to win an Emmy, Howard. And I told her, Mom, I'm nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the best. I've never done anything funny than that. That's great. It's just the best. You Subtlety know, at its finest. But, at the, but listen, I think he he started to make this pivot to this amazing show that he in his head, the show that, look, he said, I mastered that kind of radio. This is all my theory. And he said, I'm great at interviewing. And he was. He did the best Paul McCartney interview I've ever seen in my life. And he could do long form now. He probably said, look, these guys won't come in because of the type of radio I do. Let me make a pivot and make, let people know. I'm not doing that anymore. And maybe Jack Nicholson comes in here, and I have the definitive Jack. I think he wants to leave behind a library of the greatest celebrity interviews. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. He wants yeah. to change his legacy a little bit and be known for a little something maybe a bit more highbrow. But Charlie Rose. But ironically enough, well, that type of thing, yeah. But, I mean, ironically enough, though, in doing this, he might change his legacy to where, you know, it's not that great right. because of the people he's sort of ignoring. And I don't want I don't want that to happen. It's more important to me. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, Gilbert has a great joke where he goes, Al, he's, and I see Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in these awful movies, and they say our legacy doesn't mean anything. It means something to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, you know. How, uh, how, how brutal is Kathy Griffin without makeup? I saw her once, so let me tell you. I'd fuck either one of you guys before. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I can second that. You've seen it without makeup. Yes. At the Brooklyn Diner. That's not, I was not at the Brooklyn Diner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, man. It's yeah. a little rough, huh? I hate to say it, but it's like Brussels Griffon. It's like Kathy Griffon. Wow. Yeah, this picture's online. Oh, wow. She looks like David Faustino. <laughs> on a good day. Wow. She, go, <laughs> she goes up, though. Look how much she goes up with the makeup. Yeah. That's magic. That is, that, of course that's magic. That's, that's amazing. She goes from David The, the person that did the makeup should get the Emmy. That's Marcy Turk. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she looks like. Uh, when was the last time you saw Howard? I, I think you to told the story, uh, wasn't it in a hospital? The other thing was, like, the other thing that kind of hurt was the day I walked out of that show and it was bad, you know, uh, he clearly made up his mind, I'm just never going to see Artie again. He can write people off like that. I'm not like that. 
I come from this big guinea family where you, 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 you fucking forgive everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't see him for two years. I went to rehab. I came back. I was doing all right. I got this show with Apollo, and we were making good money and yeah. having fun, and I was doing stand-up again. And I mean, the first show, I went back to do stand-up. I sold 6,000 tickets in Philly in like 20 minutes because I guess I was an oddity. They wanted to see if I was walk- walking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like a gorilla in its enclosure. <laughs> but I was back. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was at one of those early shows. That's when I finally this is the show I we, saw you when yeah. we finally like uh, socialized. We right. used to see you. each other in the hallway here, right? And, there. and uh, well, well, I, that day I yelled at you. I was I was high. I was on mm-hmm. the no, I apologize. Wait a minute. Did you yell at him? No, I don't know any of this. No, 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 I yelled. It's just, it's we almost we almost fought in the hallways. And I really? Saw, I saw the e cameras coming. I'm like, I, I, I he, he, he I, said I something away in the bathroom that. that was justified. He was like, you know, no, I was mad because what happens with these two these two shows over the years? Like, yeah. you know, um, there's some real shots taken. I'm not saying you personally took a shot. I, I, I don't did. know. No, and, I mean, and I, if you I, did, whatever. You I don't guys even give a fuck. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So. Like, you know, if you listen to the radio shows, it sounds like an all-out radio war. Right. And then in the hallway, Artie's like, he's a great guy. And we all, we know the same people. Yeah, and yeah, he's saying, yeah. hey, Ope, what's up? What's going on? And that day, I was so mad because I'm like, on the radio, you're playing this, like, uh, with the rest of them. Like, you know, you hate our fucking guts, but now we're, like, you know, we're buddy was, buddies in the hall. My only issue was people would play me tapes of you guys. Look, I was on Stern. It, it was a radio war. So um, what I said about you isn't based in anything because I don't right. know you. So I was right. just talking. Yeah. And I was defending a you know my my boss. You know I'm defending yeah. Howard, and uh, you mentioned something that you know w- was probably justified, and I blew up like an idiot. And and the and Gary should just come back, and you walked out. And that's that was the only real well, interaction got, we had. I right? got on your face like because you it started with him just saying hi, and I'm like hi. hi. That sounds familiar. Like, no, because it was like <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should have hit him with a chair. Why you? So, I'm like, <laughs> and I explained to him like that's, that's fucked. How you get through the audience? <laughs> that's fucked up because I'm. Yeah, you're you're not like you know whatever, but but the cool thing well, is I mean, come on, we all have I'm Uncle Floyd's not it's like all that. Good. It's all good, but the, the cool thing with Artie though we 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 talked it out. I think it was the next day we happened to see each other in the hall again. We talked it out. We hugged and, well, you find and, that and we're ridiculous. over it. With, you realize how ridiculous it is a radio yeah, exactly, war, you know? exactly. Uh, but, but anyway, I, the last yeah. time you saw uh, Howie, I saw you know again. So I figured it was it was like he I couldn't get in touch with him. I would call him and go, How does I just want to say I'm sorry. Because it was it wasn't his fault at all. When fans get say that, I get so fucking mad, and I try to defend them. But maybe he was mad at that that I put him through that, you know. Mm. And people do lie to him, by the way, about stuff I never did, mm. you know, because the fucking sharks are swirling. Oh, a lot of always, people who thought they always. could sit in that chair, right? Who, uh, you know, there's a reason that chair has been empty for, uh, oh, yeah. and not just because he hates me, right? Uh, but a lot of those people, there's a lot of gossip over there that I never partook in because I was I don't want to be a sycophant. I would say to myself. I can be funny without that shit. I don't have to tell you someone has a stain on their shirt. You know, I, I can be funny. <laughs> yeah. And I was sort of proud of that. Uh, and uh, so who knows? But someone probably told him something that might not be true. You know, and he doesn't instead of checking with me. So it hurt a little bit that he was never going to see me again. Howard, uh, Robin, Robin Quivers, who I adore, too. She, again, another person, so generous to me when I was there. She bought me these real expensive gifts, was very nice to me. I threw her a party at my shore house, the only non-family member uh, who I threw a party for because I felt I owed her, you know, and I loved hanging out with her. Uh, she, uh, 
she got sick. She got cancer, and uh, no one knew about it publicly for a while. But I, I got called by her assistant, and uh, I said, "Robin wants you to know," and uh, you know, and uh, I was devastated by it. And I, she was getting a big operation at um, Beth Israel, and I, uh, I went over there, and I, I made sure she was going to see visitors, and I went to uh, unannounced. I was going to surprise her, and I made sure through the assistant to be okay. So I went there, and the security guard recognized me, and I go, "He's up there," you know. <laughs> oh, immediately, <laughs> I guess this guy li- listens so much. It's like you know, I guess he knows the feel. I'm like, I'm like, what do you? Well, all right, everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't get out the Uzis. I walk in the room. It's me, Howard, and Robin. After two years, after all that happened, in a small hospital room, Howard looked at me. It was like we. It was like we just got off the radio. He said, "We got to make Robin laugh. Come on, Artie. Let's make Robin laugh. Perfect. Artie's a perfect guy." And I sat down, and for like an hour, we talked like we were on the radio, making her laugh. And it was like touching almost. Yeah. And then uh, he had to leave, and I said, I'm going to stay and talk to Robin for a while. And uh, I, I hugged him, and I said, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, this is not the place to do it. And he goes, how you doing? I go, I'm on to do the show with Nick. He goes, that's great. You know, and it was sort of like this. I'm done now, you know, the, I, that attitude of, like, I got to leave. Right. So I let him go, and uh, and I hugged him, and that was it. I, he goes, Let's t- can I call you? He goes, yeah. So I stayed with, with Robin for another hour or so, and that was very nice. She looked good, but she was in the woods for a while, you yeah. know, and she beat it, and I know she would. And I got out, and I called him again, and he never called me back. Three times I left messages. I said, this is the last time, man. I'm not going to be that guy who bugs you. And, it's, you know. and you didn't want anything. No, you were, you of were course to, not. No, yeah, I, no, I, I, I want people to know that, because you, you were doing uh, great with the, with Nick and the books. And, I don't need anything. Yeah. I, look, I would go back to loading trucks before I asked anybody for anything. Sure. I don't, I don't need that. I, the, 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 that's why I love Vic so much. Like, Vic is a guy who's like a... <laughs> no, I think you're, you're a classy guy. He just know? knows I don't give a fuck, is what he's trying <laughs> to say. <laughs> I mean, he's funny. Vic's a good guy to talk to. And, uh, he's not a dirtbag. Right. And he tells it like it is. I, I, I've always liked Vic. I've never, well, I, I enjoyed, told you that. <laughs> no, no, I knew, I knew when, yeah, when yeah. you were talking about when you started bopping around before you saw the getting ready for the Big Philly show. Right, right, right. He was popping around the club all the time then. Yeah, yeah. And I would see him with a tail and Brewer and some of the other guys. Right, and yeah. it was always, everybody was always oh, pulling for him, uh, listening and laughing and hanging I, out. And the, lot, mostly every comic. Yeah, I gotta say. Exactly. It was always nice. Oh, yeah, always. Totally. I, I went off on a tangent, but I, I, that's what I meant to say. So I was at one of those first shows down in Philly. Right. When you came back for the first time and holy fuck the love in that room yeah they, they were you, like, I mean you destroyed and the fans were out of their minds well those you, are radio you, you fans you, you can attest to that radio fans are much more affectionate and like intimate than uh, TV Absolutely. and movie because you're their friend going uh, going to work or something right. in the car or not going to work you know it's like yeah, and, and they those people there I always knew they felt that way but that was the epicenter that was Philly yep. it was South Jersey North Jersey and New York that's all Atlantic City yep. and you get that epicenter of third people there were girls there hugging me like they were crying like they were my cousin yeah like i'm just so happy you're they look like me but <laughs> no i'm kidding uh they, they they were hugging me like i was related to them mm-hmm. and then uh they were just we're just so happy you're okay and it was a real thing and that's what you know howard and stuff like guys like you who made a and, and anthony who made a real impact on fans you should be proud of that because there are all the yuck yuck and dickheads or they try like crazy yeah they can't do it so Howard made that connection that I sort of jumped onto, and the fact that they accepted me into that family is the best thing that's ever going to happen to me in a comedy career. I have a connection with a crowd, yeah. you know, and, uh, and so this is not coming from a hateful place with Howard. It's coming from a place where I'm... I, 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 for a couple of years, I had those guys calling, and I'm trying to stand up for him a little bit. You know, at the end of the day, Howard's 
going to be fine. Some of these guys might need a place to stay, and I don't want to look my place. I, I'm, I'm the lucky one in this whole thing because they're all marching <laughs> to my show. <laughs> Listen, thank you for giving us. I mean, this is great to do this. You know, it was, what it's I've been learned. you, it's been Gilbert, it's been Pat Cooper, uh, starring John came, came in here, uh, Jackie the Joke Man. Look, I'm like, just, hey, I read on, yeah, all's welcome. I read on Twitter, you and Vic Henley are, and I'm like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from what I've learned from you guys uh, and, and other radio across America and 30 years on the road is not yeah. only are the fans that passionate, and y'all said Radio Wars, right. I bet you there are Radio War reenactors. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere in That's Wichita, somewhere in Wichita, there's two groups of fuckers that are still going after each other because of Morning Zoo and against, the, great joke. against the Dawn Patrol. The guys, who, guys who dress up like Ron and Fez. <laughs> <laughs> they're grabbing a wig and they're leaving their house <laughs> to fight the war. I'm Cousin Rupi. <laughs> Bob and Bob and uh, what's that's what I'm saying. What? Bob and Tom. Yeah, Bob and Tom versus John Boyd and Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it down, by God. Oh, look, that's look, great. Look, where I sit, uh, I don't get. You're it. lucky you're sitting. Is yeah. You got a chair. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it to a point because guys like you and Gilbert and Cooper, especially uh, Jackie, to some extent, I'm like, how do you? How do you let those guys go? They're fucking unbelievable. It's hard to find funny, Cooper. It's you hard say to find funny guys on the radio. You say hi to Pat Cooper and you sit back for an hour and he just he just fucking oh, destroys. You get a three act play. And Pat Cooper. This might be my favorite mention of any celebrity. In Pat Cooper's book, here's a sentence: I love body language, but he's an asshole. <laughs> That should be on the back of your book. That should be the quote. <laughs> what asshole does heroin and stabs himself? But why did why did he turn his back on all those guys? Again, it's a contempt for people that he developed. He's seen, seen a shrink on the Upper West Side must charge him like crazy money. Yeah, he should sue that guy. That guy <laughs> it's not working. It work. It's not working. Yeah, like I say sometimes on on stage, I go, I've been seeing a trainer, personal trainer for a year. Yeah, I think I have a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. Well, that's it. I mean, you know what? You just got – that's as honest as I've ever been anywhere about this publicly. And, right. Um, uh, that's it. I, I'm just puzzled. I'm, it's more to give these ki- these guys who call me a little bit of a, a voice. And But I want to let people know how great Howard was to me and how great a person I knew and why this is all just a little weird. That, yeah. That's all, you know. Right. Uh, and I'm that's not how gonna, it sounds to me. I don't yeah. think – I don't think – in a minute ago when you said it was like touching, right. it was fucking amazingly touching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we, we were – The, the hospital room story. Sure. It was like – no. I was sitting there. I'm like, I'm about to tear up. It was more <laughs> than like touching. Right. Yeah. It was fucking touching. Well, yeah. the three of us were alone in a, Imagine that. In a That's wonderful. Yeah. And Jackie was there, and I took over for him, I think. When we <laughs> Jackie was in the room first. They said, over money, he left. That, well, that's what they did the night. They wouldn't play your book commercial. They just replayed a lot of his VHS cassettes. They just sold, sold a lot of copies of Hoof Hearted, Ice Melted. Hot dogs and donuts. <laughs> Talk about the lowest copies of I, I think why the hospital room worked was because everything was stripped down to just nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was no bullshit. And it was a real was serious no, thing. Yeah. He was dropping with Six, right, you know? right. So all the gossip doesn't mean anything. The yeah. relationships you might have with other fucking people, and, and how the fans, it, and this and that. It was just you three in a room at, in, right. uh, in a serious situation. And how it immediately diffused it. Immediately, said, so well, my point, laugh, yeah, you know? But my point is that right. that should have fueled uh, something. Yeah, something. I, well, I mean, I, not I, not maybe. Uh, going I called back. him. That's yeah, all I can tell uh, yeah, you. The truth yeah. is, I called him. I left three voicemails, three different days, and finally I said, Howard, I'm not going to be that guy because I've been on the other side of this. I uh, I didn't talk to him for almost two and a half years, and uh, you never, you know, guys can make the kind of comedy in the radio you make. You know, like fans want to think you get along. Right. I think that's what always said about the Beatles. Like people say, 
you want them to get along. You want uh, Alan Arkin was getting interviewed. He was a big Beatles fan. He said, "Look, it, it was so sad to us. These guys who made this music hated each other. Right. <laughs> they hated each other the whole time. Right? You know, because you feel like you're duped as fans or something. Right. You wanted it to be like the movie where they all walk in four separate doors <laughs> and then they're all right. actually living in one right. big room together. That's what I mean. Right? That's what you think it is. Right? But, uh, but finally took the call from in and it was just like it was awesome. I watched it. I, was like, I thought the, it was great. I was like, "What the fuck? The I split guess, screen I, is the best I'm way." Like, to watch I guess it. I, I guess right. we, I guess yeah. we should have done that a little sooner. It was really know? funny. And the was chemistry was right perfect. the fuck there. Yeah. I got to tell you, I, I've, I've done Anthony's show, too, and I, I love him. I, do, I, I have a great time with both of you guys. And I said to myself, because of some stupid feud, I missed out on those days of coming in here with you two guys right. together. Like, well, Imagine if this room had Anthony in it 10 years ago with Vic. I mean, come on. Oh, it's not too late, sir. That it's not been, too late. Well, I, I, got, go, I got some blood work back. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little stool in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> An actual bar stool. <laughs> I, could call, I could call Anthony right now. He could do it right now for you, Artie. You're probably waking him up. Uh, so uh, how, how you doing these days, man? I haven't seen you in a bit. I've been, I've been, I was doing all right? Last month, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm doing fine. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, uh, I gamble sometimes. Like uh, today, uh, <laughs> what'd you bet on? I, I, no, I'm kidding. But right. I, I have been. The football's kind of hard, but you know, it's always like. Uh, well, the story I want to tell uh, uh, involves. I fell off the wagon in February, and uh, I got arrested, and I want to tell a story about uh, a jail. Can, can, can we take? A, can I take a leak? Or I want to take a little yeah. 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 Wait, and then you're gonna tell us a story? Yeah, That's yeah, a tease. It's, a, it's, it's called a tease. I learned that at the Connecticut School of Law. <laughs> I All went right. to the Connecticut School of Broadcast because my probation officer in 1987 said, get an activity. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, I left there after three months. I couldn't play a cassette tape. <laughs> I left. Uh, I learned that at the New Jersey School of Bartending. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. Tease. I said, how do I open up a bartending? <laughs> All right. Artie's taking a lake. Uh, we can keep it's talking for a minute. Yeah. Artie's going to. I've got to pee, too. I'll go in. But, you All know. right. Let's fucking uh, take a break. I've then. had four waters. I hate to. Uh, we, yeah. got, we, got, we got Jay Williams outside the studio. Who broke his dick in that motorcycle accident? I didn't know you could do that. The basketball player? I didn't know that was, yeah, wow. Who played for the Bulls? I know, his, I know the yeah, story, yeah, yeah. I know the whole story. He, he had his life completely fucking turned around, and, and uh, what I love about him is he really figured it out. He wrote a great book about it that came out in January earlier this right. year, I think. Yeah, exactly. I didn't read it. But. All right, we got Vic Kenley. <laughs> Artie Lang's going to tell a story about, I guess he just said he fell off the wagon. In, in uh, February, February, he Fuck. said, right. hate hearing that. Uh, All right. We uh, we lost Artie Lang. He uh, he ran out of here. Get in, Artie. Where you been? Jay Williams in studio. Vic oh. Henley in studio. There he is, Artie Lang. Oh, there he is. There you first, go. Okay. First thing he said to me, "You lost me a lot of money." I said, "You were betting on the wrong guy." <laughs> what do you want? Oh, did I hate those? But I like you. Yeah. Well, Artie uh, teased the. He teased the audience right before break, so. Right. <laughs> hey, well, I, I, I had to do this for you, Opie. Since yeah. I'm, I'm with Artie, you guys, you know, we're having this great thing, Vic. Thank you. Huh? No You're my man. <laughs> big fan of yours. Everyone loves you Vic Henley. No, no, no. I'm just mad. I'm, they love you know, Vic. I'm a big fan, big fan of Opie, though. So I had to, I had to bring you a nice little bottle. Oh, Jesus. I heard you were about to tell a story about oh, going God. off the wagon, though. So. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Hey, I'm trying to get blow? Not here on me right now. Yeah, the phone is for the better. I hope you have a little bottle of Macallan 12. I figure, wow. are you allowed to have I'll take a it. sip here? Is yeah. that allowed to happen? I don't know. Well, I don't Artie, know if no, I would you... do it in front of Artie. Artie. I'm going to do it in front right. of Artie. What? I just want to see what happens. This is a great social experiment. <laughs> you don't want to see what happens. Let's cue, up, <laughs> cue up some sounds of a motorcycle crash. I ride in trucks now, Vic, okay? Jason, if I take a sip of that right now, by tomorrow morning at 9, I'll be running guns to Cuba. <laughs> 
I'll be with him. I'll be with him. It's not like it's not already happening. We've got a here, Seminole Artie. Indian waiting for us. In I think I'd respect Artie. I wouldn't do it in front of him. I'm kidding. It's not Artie. Artie, what do you want me to do? Your problems are not my problems. My problems are not your problems. Go ahead. Nick, we're already going with the motorcycle thing already. You're bringing in a bottle of scotch next to my boy. It was for my guy, Oopy. I want to give him a good bottle of scotch. You know what? Jay was on a team, a Duke. Okay. Okay. Uh, they, okay. The first round. Oh, is of the, this really okay? Oh, absolutely. Are you sure? Absolutely. No, okay. Not, All right. okay. All right. All right. Uh, I don't know if so, this is okay. Sure. If we were not, I don't know if this is okay. Uh, it's very okay. All right. Uh, well, call me in an hour. Uh, <laughs> Jay was on a Duke team that was uh, incredible, like they always are. Yeah. Won the national championship. Exactly. We did. So I, we did. the first round, the first round of the tournament, Duke always played like fuckhead state. No, I can't have that. I got you water. Oh, yeah, I gave you some water. Oh, Jesus. Right. No. It did look like the O'Shell game for a second. I was all right. You started to run away from me. <laughs> I don't know if this is all right. All right. Uh, so, uh, oh, wow. Wait. So they, they always play the first round. The number one seed plays the 16 seed. Okay? Yeah. And they were number one. And they play like, you know, jerk off state from wherever. That just makes it to the tournament. They were giving, that was a hell of a team. You were giving 60. I think they were giving 61 points. I, I would always bet the other team. I would get drunk and I would go around the bar going, I'm up 61 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm winning 61 nothing. I would go to Hot Chicks. I go, I'm going to have $10,000 in about two hours. I'm up 61 nothing. And then I'd watch him. And the rest of the fucking Chachevsky coach fucking methodically do like pie pick and rolls sure. and win like by sixty three points. I wish you would have <laughs> caught me. I would have. I would have chimed in, helping me make could, some money with you. Who knew I could call you? Was it really sixty three points? They won by. <laughs> I lost by two points, and you had sixty one. Yeah. Oh, so wow. with the Vic, I lost eleven. Uh, with the Vic, it was eleven grand. Yeah, eleven thousand dollars. So uh, thanks for the booze. <laughs> I'm glad it brought you to a happy Bottle place, Artie. In a magnificent oh, law. That's that's nice. <laughs> as soon as so I walk in, you're like, yeah, Artie's going to tell a story about getting off the wagon. I'm like, oh, shit. I probably shouldn't have brought the McAllen on. Enjoy it. Like it's the wrong day right. to bring that in. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy it, bud. Thank you, you so much. I might give that to Vic. I don't know. I'm not Me a Scotch guy. No, Listen, no. you guys are, you guys are still walking down that dead end street. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like the fucking trombone player in Animal House. <laughs> uh, how much I missed you guys. Yeah, yeah, it's been way too long. How come you guys all don't do a show together? What, what the well, hell I, I got a very, but you won't remember this either. I got sent out by the best damn sports show the year you were drafted. Remember Jason Williams, the white Jason Williams, the white Charlie, yeah. But he acted My like his girlfriend was on that show. Chris like Thompson, you remember oh, her? Really? Who? Carissa Thompson, blonde oh, hair. Yeah, yeah, she was hot. Yeah, she aggravated my uncle. Whatever happened? Broadcaster. Yeah. Whatever yeah. happened to the white Jason Williams? He well, was amazing. Uh, I don't know. He was great, though. He was, he was an Sacramento. amazing player. He was so playing I asked, overseas somewhere. I asked you a question. He's still playing. He yeah. was like an Eminem guy, you know? <laughs> I asked, I asked you a One badass white basketball player. He's an Eminem type of guy. <laughs> I asked you a question. I said, to, I said how, are you mad that the white Jason Williams talks more black than you do, the black Jason Williams? Yeah. And you looked at me like, the perfect thing you could have said. You go, so what does a black guy sound like? What does that mean? And yeah. I went, you know, like, Come on, motherfucker! <laughs> so this on television, and I got, it was the first. And the guy, the, the guy handling like the like, get out, <laughs> get the fuck out. You were cool about it. Oh, I don't care about it. You said the yeah. perfect thing. You said, "What's a black guy sound like?" 
You know, it's easy to get emotional during comments like that. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, I was yeah. risking getting my ass With the heightened, you know, society issues right now. What yeah, happened to Jason? Black. Well, nowadays, especially. He, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's 40 years old, and you're saying he's playing overseas. He was playing. Well, he was playing for a while. His son, though, by the way, is like little White Chocolate Jr. Really? Is, He's destroying kids at some kind of Florida grammar school, just embarrassing. There's Vine videos of him already. He's that good, huh? Better than LeBron's son. Yeah. Yeah, LeBron, I would take him, I would take him against LeBron's son LeBron right now. LeBron has a son? The great LeBron thing has <laughs> two sons. They're both good, but the one is way better than his, uh, his brother. They're I almost said an insert athlete joke that we know about, but I probably shouldn't say that about LeBron. Yeah, the best. Uh, the what are we going to say? <laughs> Two that we know about. That was a joke. Oh, they, they, oh, they might joke. be. They might be. Delonte Delante West. Delonte West. Oh my God! Wow, he went. That's there. my favorite <laughs> rumor in the sports history. Can you imagine that being on the same team with somebody no, that's rumored to be sleeping can, with your mother? I can't imagine it. Oh, it's I classic. Can, LeBron has got a, is the strongest guy mentally. Like people wonder to me. Yeah. What do you say to your mom? Yeah. What do you say to Delonte West? Like, dude, what the fuck? That's not cool. And then and he throws away the the playoffs. Basically, yeah, that year. Yeah. I Remember mean, when he ripped off his jersey? And I know, was like, I'm done with Cleveland. And he, like, that's where Delonte, Delonte got arrested for on being on his motorcycle. I heard about with a shotgun. Yeah, he's, like, he's stable. <laughs> 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 I mean, but you want to hang out with Delonte? He, he didn't fuck a bench player. As well. He fucked the guy's <laughs> mother. Is he still in the league? I, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I haven't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. By I the think, way, I want to ask you guys a question. He yeah, fucked his probation officer's mother. Already, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, did you do that? I think everybody, that one, oh, everybody can help him. He fucks their mother. <laughs> you just go my, deeper and deeper and fuck, deeper. You're not familiar my, with his work. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked my lawyer's mother. <laughs> See, <laughs> everyone who could help me, I just fucked their mother. It's <laughs> <laughs> a trend. <laughs> like he gets the judge gives him a break. Your Honor, do you have a mother? <laughs> Thank you. Where Thank did she you. live? Where did she live? Like you beat me to it. Oh to God. me, how do you guard LeBron James? To me, be, as he's shooting, just go, Delonte West fucked your mother. Yeah. I and I that was going on. Yeah, it's some mental games with him or something. I believe that was going on. You it don't know what was being was, mumbled yeah. at the free throw line. I, if I knew that, I'm saying if I'm on the opposition, right. for goddamn sure. When you hear the trash talk, supposedly uh, uh, Jordan and, and Bird oh. talk, like the best guys, oh. you know, it right. was unbelievably funny, too. Artie, I used to hear the best shit about Dennis Rodman, though. So Dennis Rodman. Yeah, this we were talking like, about him before. Yeah, he had the, the best gift ever because he was just awkward, right? So he would box people out. <laughs> right. He'd be with you on the free, on the the free throw line, yeah. and he'd be ready to box you out. But I cannot wait to grind my butt around your dick. <laughs> he would he say was it to people, <laughs> and he would try to do it. Or if he was behind you, he would hump up on you, oh. and he would get people to start fights. Can you imagine him? No. On the court, guy just rubbing all over you, like, oh yeah. God. Just moaning in your ear trying to get a rebound. I that would go, fabulous. okay, you know what, uh, you take the rebound. <laughs> Exactly. That's why I got like 10 plus rebounds a game. Well, he told us on Stern, he came into Stern once, he said that him and Carmen Electra, she would put a strap on and oh, fuck him. Oh, no. No. And I, I said, Dennis, you're using that equipment wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Carmen Electra, he was strap on. And then he caught himself going, oh, no, I don't do that. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. You already <laughs> Puts a late. strap on. Too late, right. Who looks at Carmen Electra and goes, Strap on. Yeah, no. Get not. a fake, get a fake dick around you. <laughs> Let's get a fake cock on you immediately. <laughs> That's what you're missing. You are hot. Let's get a fake dick on you pronto. Artie, how was she? Been waiting for this day. How was she? Did you ever interview her? How was she uh, yeah, in person? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me some ho- stories. Did Talk Hollywood to Squares with her. Uh, she's she, all right. She was. She. she yeah. didn't we didn't get much out of her on our show, but no. But, but sometimes I feel like you meet the, you see these girls on TV, okay. and then you see them, and you're like, ah. Eh. She well, was. She was really. No, she was hot though. She was hot. 
Oh my god! Vic, can you get involved in this fucking know. conversation, no. please? I don't know something. No, I well, tried to was, chime in. Uh, I was on the Hollywood Squares when I did the, the sitcom with Norm with her, and oh, uh, it was yeah. me, Gilbert, and she was. I was in the middle, and Gilbert, and I, I, Whoopi Goldberg said to me, "How are you doing?" I said, "I'm great. I'm uh, Carmen Electra. I'm on top of Carmen Electra, something mm. like that." And Whoopi Goldberg laughed that, and then I got every question wrong the entire week. <laughs> <laughs> I could not have looked stupider. I, I cost a woman eight grand. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> the question was. Uh, uh, who, who did Bill Clinton say is his favorite person of the 20th century? And I was being such an asshole. I oh, said to this God. poor woman, I said, I know this for a fact, and I didn't. I said, I just saw an interview with him yeah. without question. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Gandhi. Without, I just saw an interview with the guy. Yeah. And she goes, wow, I'll, uh, I'll go with, I'll agree with Arnie. <laughs> the guy goes, Ferguson goes, ooh, uh, <laughs> JFK. Talk <laughs> <laughs> to the audience booing me. <laughs> I cost you $10,000. And Carl Electra said, that was, Nasty. <laughs> oh, she really. She That's didn't part appreciate of the show. that. She got turned. Off. She would have fucked Gilbert and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm so, not mad at these pictures, though. Yeah, Jay, I got to ask. Oh, there you go. Look at that. How, how yeah. do you look at that and go, "Yeah, that needs to be"? <laughs> like you look at it and go, "Let's go." Wait. Well, you, well, well, you should look at that and say that. Uh, whatever. But I mean, to put it. What size fake dick are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 20, Twenty-five ways. How do you wait? How do you? How do you rate? How do you rate size of dicks? I don't know. You ask the question. I don't know. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me see if I have your size. If she, <laughs> if she, if you want. If she called me up and said, come over, I would have to mail her my orgasm. <laughs> I wouldn't make the door. <laughs> I'd have to FedEx the door. So, yeah. Artie, what happened to you? You, you teased <laughs> <laughs> it back. Well, uh, I was doing all right. I got to steer it back because, I don't know. I was doing all right. People are killing me on Twitter. They're like, what about Artie's story? I was doing all right, and then uh, a, a college basketball player brought me a scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Former Duke Blue Devil. Yeah, yeah. Former guy cost me a lot of money. Okay, I, I, I in February I in, in December I did a gig in Boston, and again, Vicola Tesla's being on the road. You meet, especially being on Stern, you, you meet some ladies who are, are above your pay grade, who are willing to fuck you. Like if I was a plumber, you know, you don't get these women. Uh, but you know, I might let them think I'd mention their website on the biggest radio show. That could work. That could work. Look, Tanya, what is your website? Write it down. Then you sneak it in. So I had about eight cities. I was living like, you know, I was having way more sex than someone who looks like me should have. But I was really making up for lost time. In about eight cities, I had chicks who would meet me in hotels and just, I'd get them a room at the hotel and I would just go do the gig and I didn't have to deal with anybody. And I'd go and, you know, I'd say, let me get that website down and I'll make sure I mention it and then I'd fuck her. Uh, and give her the worst four seconds of her life. Uh, and then go back to my room and watch Sports Center. <laughs> You're talking about the greatest life ever. Uh, so, uh, I, I've been good for a long time, for a few years, and I, uh, in February, in, in December of last year, I do a gig in Boston. And one of those girls, beautiful girl, with like a Boston accent, a Southie accent, sound like Donnie Wahlberg. Uh, you know, and, and those, uh, to me, that's sexy. That she sounded like Donnie Wahlberg. She was like, "Come on, rip your cock off!" <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Southie. The accents up there, man. so hot. Yeah, real tits. Oh, you really <laughs> like the accent? With the, <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic. Yeah, I no, hate I the love accents it. Like I Boston. It's not no like, offense, but I, yeah. I loved Boston, but not the. It's not like a strap on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, she shows up. It's the devil. She's thirty-eight years old. I met her when she was twenty-three, and she still looked great. And uh, the devil is a hot chick would blow, man, you know, and I, I started talking to her, and I, uh, unbeknownst to the people I was with, I, after the show, I hung out with her, and it started a run, like about a month run, where I was taking her on the road, and uh, telling her I'd marry her. <laughs> she had some mouths to feed, and uh, I, uh, it was bad, 
and I said, I got to slow this down. So I got uh, I got arrested for uh, possession without intent because I had stuff on me in February. I when I got out of jail, I uh, got right back on, and I've been clean ever since. Uh, AA meetings to me, it's like a mathematical equation. If I go to four of them a week, I'm fine. Right. As long as no one brings a scotch into a radio show. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Glad I'm highlighting your life right now. <laughs> I'm For the second I, uh, time. If you, give me, if you give me the 10 grand, that's fine. <laughs> so, uh, what about the VIG? You don't want the VIG? The VIG's on you. I'll cover the VIG. The VIG's on you because you were gambling. That's I'll, your fault. Okay. I'll cover the VIG. All right. Uh, so, uh, now... I, a woman cop was in charge of putting me in a cell. A woman cop did, generally don't like me. Uh, I need a male cop, you know. Why? Uh, because they all, they're all Stern fans. You know, it's nah. like I, I, do you know how many times I've been pulled over since I've been on Howard? Like, guys go, do you know you were doing 90 and a 35? Arnie! <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they have books in their car in case they pull me over. <laughs> I have your book in my car. Like, you have the book? Right. <laughs> like, in, in case I pull you over. <laughs> I know it's going to pull you over eventually. That doesn't say much for me. So I go into jail cell, and... This is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. Very disturbing. If you, I had a cellmate, and he was a very, uh, very large uh, of Hispanic descent. Uh, I think a Puerto Rican gentleman, and he was about three hundred pounds. There's one toilet, and it's right next to the bunks, you know. And uh, uh, I somehow fell asleep because I still had some heroin in me, and uh, I, I fell asleep. Thank God, because it was a living hell. I wake up about four in the morning, and there's something on my. There's something resting on my forehead, and I thought it was like a tumor or something. I don't know what it was. I grab it. This guy is taking, oh a, he's taking a shit, and his knee, while he's taking a shit, is resting on my forehead. I'm going to repeat that. Is this really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. The guy's knee, while he's taking a shit, is, is resting, resting on your forehead. On my forehead. That's... And he was very comfortable. Right. Like he had a red mark. It must have been an hour, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do you do in a reading, situation like reading, that? reading a magazine. I say, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Here's what I do. Well, you keep your head stable. Keep your head stable. Yeah, 300 pounds <laughs> of ring. I, excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> your knee seems to be on my forehead while you're moving your bowel. <laughs> and it stunk like I, I'm trying. Oh, to, I'm trying oh, to describe. Just the thought. And then what happened was about five seconds into it, like he released, he let it go, and I felt his knee jiggle on my forehead, and I didn't know how to defuse the situation. Yeah. I like I didn't know. Like I didn't say anything for a long time. Right. I was frozen, and he, he was just like. Very, I think he saw my eyes. I was awake, and he didn't care. Right. Uh, and uh, you know. I, I just said, are you through? Everything all right? <laughs> I guess, are, you, are you done? <laughs> well, I, wet nap. What else can you do he in looked, that situation? Wet nap. He looked at me and he said, he goes, oh, my bad. <laughs> all right. I said, okay, you're bad. And uh, he got the knee off. And like, it was kind of like, the, it was so hot, like the skin was kind of metallic at you. And yeah. <laughs> like it, oh, it, it peeled off my forehead. Oh, floor. God. Oh. <laughs> uh, and... Uh, yeah, so we had another four hours in the cell, and um, I said, uh, you know, uh, you, you, you're done. It's not like you know the runs, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, the casual, the casual attitude that he had of like he saw I woke, I woke up, and he just because I get he had a lot of like he was looking at like fifteen years, and you know sometimes you give up at some point. Some people think jail is not a deterrent. Oh my god, I've been there. It's a massive deterrent. Yeah. I was in LA County for a month and a half in nineteen ninety six and I I showered 
in between a blood and a crip who are mad at each other. I was never so happy to be fat and ugly in my fucking life. <laughs> 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 like, I don't want Blair, I don't like Blair Underwood. Like, uh, so I, I, uh, I, I don't know how people say jail's not a deterrent. Were you scared that uh, he was going to beat you up or something? No, because I was being very polite. Right. Wait, I, was, wait, I always wanted to say, I was like, you, you, you want me to, you need my, want me to turn around? Right, a colder, right, right. a colder spot, like <coughs> cooler are, side of the pillow? All right, let me ask you a question. So if you're in between the blood and the crypt, like, which one do you face? Or uh, which one are you afraid? I are look you... straight ahead. <laughs> Just don't pay attention <laughs> to anybody? But, but, like, yeah, I said, yeah, you know, I, 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 uh, I showered three times in a month and a half because it's optional sometimes. Right. And so I wouldn't go in there. But the guy finally said, look, you got a shower. I said, are people complaining about me? (laughs) 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 The whites think too fucking much. Why do you really have to shower in jail? Uh, The guy next to me in the the cell next to me uh, was there for nine years waiting murder trial. And he uh, he taught me how to make a pussy out of a piece of toilet paper. Good. Then. You take the cardboard out and you put it in damp, warm water, and the, you fuck the thing. Right. Well, <laughs> oh, that's all it is. That's all it is. I could have figured that he out. He said the word. He said the word lukewarm. Uh, oh, <laughs> God. How do you work lukewarm? And then, uh, but, but he said to me, he goes, Artie, he goes, you will never go back to real pussy. I beg to differ, my friend. I had this exact. Exactly. I said, what pussy are you getting? <laughs> I had this exact conversation with the guy. Let me make sure I got it straight in my head. Yeah, okay, this way he goes, it don't bitch. It don't complain. It don't spend your fucking money. It don't fuck your friend. I go, she fucked your friend? <laughs> I go, yeah, man. Why do you think I'm in here? Oh, oh, I, go, I go, did you kill her? He goes, no. I go, well, why you? He goes, because I killed my friend. <laughs> oh. Ouch. I said, dude, you're screaming this. The guards can hear it. I said, I better not be going to testify. Right. I didn't hear that. Did I he think... admit to killing his friend? That's the exact conversation I had. Do you laugh? Like, I, I wouldn't know, well, I wouldn't I was, know uh, what to, how to react. I was in my own cell, so I laughed. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You're not showering, Pedro, are you? Right. Uh, more... It don't bitch. That's funny. It don't complain. Morgan Spurlock's outside the studio peeking in. So we should get Let him, him in. in. Oh, yeah. Fast. Him in. yeah, get him I in. I forgot he's here. Uh, yeah, open I need the door, to get Morgan Spurlock in. He's got a new documentary, Jason Williams, uh, on rats. I just saw on it. On rats. You saw it. It's unbelievable. I loved it. Morgan, sorry to make you wait there, buddy. Morgan, how are you? Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. I've known him for 20 years, this kid. We've all known yeah. him forever. You want to sit here? Yeah, why don't you sit here? I'll, I'll go, I'll go. No, no, no. We're good. We got enough seats. Nice to meet you. You do? <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you. Do you want a glass of scotch? We're having a... Uh, I, like, yeah, I like where your guy's head's at oh, already. Oh, yeah, 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 scotch. Sit down. Yeah, I, I, if I do that, I'll have a, a person's knee resting on my forehead. <laughs> uh, first, when you said knee, I thought it was something else. I yeah. thought... I thought yeah, it was code word, been, code word for something else. I would not have told that story. Yeah. When we heard it was a knee, we were all relieved. I was thinking I was thinking a warm shit, and then I was thinking the penis, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sure. Right there, not hearing that story. Hanging like a baby's arm. Right. Morgan, a bunch of us have seen rats. Awesome. It's so well done, I tweeted about it. Oh, thanks. This movie is so damn good. I'm a huge fan of documentaries to begin with, but you made a horror documentary. The music is unreal. It's it's scary. It's, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, our our editor, Pierre Tacal, who is also our composer, like, he'll edit during the day and then go home and compose at night right. to 
score music just for him to cut to the next day. I oh, mean, the guy weird. is the guy is. A oh, genius. no kidding! When your yeah. composer's name is Pierre, you're in good shape. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Morgan, I haven't seen this. So, for people out there who haven't seen it, tell me about what it is. So, so Rats is a is a movie. A friend of mine, Josh Braun, optioned the book by Robert Sullivan, New York Times bestselling. I read book. this yeah. book. Came out a few years ago. Legit, huh? it's, it's a whole book about rats in uh, in New York City. And, and, so and basically, rats weren't supposed to ever be in this country. They came over uh, on ships. On they the came ships. over on ships. So that's how the plague is. That true with the plague? Is that that's that right. rumor true? Like a, mm. a rat, one rat brought the plague. Yeah, over. It carried yeah. It, it carried it on. You know, within within the fleas, killed two hundred plus million people. Wow, and remarkable. And so. The, so he brought he optioned this book and brought it to me and said, "What do you think about making this into a movie?" And like, I'm a lifelong horror fan. Like, right. I had parents in the '70s who took me to see shit you'd never take kids to see, like The Exorcist and Omen and Carrie and Scanners. <laughs> and when Michael Ironside made that guy's head explode in Scanners, it changed my life. Like, I was like that. That was the moment where I was like, I want to make movies. That is a great movie moment. It was fantastic. Yeah. And so, so I so I've had this lifelong love affair with horror films ever since. And so I went back to Josh after I read the book and I said, "I love it. What if we made a horror documentary?" And yeah. he's like, "How would we even do that?" And I said, "I don't know." But let's figure it out because I think that the, you know we could make something really scary. Let's take it out of New York and make it a global movie. And we right. just started researching stories, and the more stories we found, the more weird things we found, the more excited we got. And yeah, I mean, we're really proud of the movie. It came out awesome. It's unbelievable. I, I love this damn thing. Yeah. And the guy with the cigar who's been oh. fighting rats in New Ed York Sheehan. City for forty eight years. Ed Sheehan. It's a guy in a room, and he's just talking about his time, you know, just trying to fight the rats well, in New York, and he's just smoking a cigar and telling his stories. And he even said after forty eight years, was it's it? forty nine now. It'd be 49. 50 next year, yeah. He goes, look, if I see a rat tomorrow, I'm still going to jump back. Well, and I've yeah. been fighting these things Especially for 40 these years. years. There are PEDs of, in New York, New York City racks. There are PEDs. Huh? They're massive, these oh, they're rats big. here. They're he, big. They're he remi- massive. He reminded me of, this guy Sheen reminded me of Quint and George. Yeah, 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 but yeah, but I'm talking about rats! But this is the best part. He already hit the nail on the head. chasing after mice? But in January, when the movie got green Talking about working for a living, I'm <laughs> this is it. When the movie got greenlit, see, I so I so appreciate how already said that. When the movie got greenlit, I said I want to find. I said I want to find Quint. I said I want to find the guy on the yeah. Orca who's talking about two hundred guys went into uh, the water. Yeah. I said I said let's find that guy, and that's exactly you what know. that's exactly what we said. Three of us fell in the sewer, <laughs> <laughs> and we called. I called. We were calling every exterminator in New York City. We said we're look. I'm looking for this guy. Who's the guy that's got all the stories? That's been doing this for decades, and everybody's like, oh, you got to call Ed Sheehan. Well, Ed Sheehan. All all roads led to Bay Ridge. I hate hate to fucking burst your bubble. That guy's in UCB as an actor. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's done the rat guy for years. For years. Years. Cultivated it when he was an improv. I saw him at the comic strip. (laughs) (laughs) He's actually, uh, he has this voice. Imagine if. (laughs) His name's actually Pierre. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine if Quint was a rat guy. (laughs) I don't don't want to know if he has a family. I don't want to know if he has kids. You don't care. (laughs) This guy's such a heavy in the movie. He's the best guy to fight. You feel like he could be a serial killer if he's not fighting rats in New York City. Hey, Morgan, I see you brought your rubbers. Jesus, Artie. Morgan, Morgan brought his rubbers. Here lies Monty McGee. The movie made my skin crawl. Yeah. And it takes a lot for that to happen to me. I was like, I was so creeped out. When you were. That's every review of my films. When they were uh, when they were dissecting the rats in New Orleans, oh, it's one of my favorite Holy, scenes in the movie. That's then, a dirty town, in New Orleans, man. It's yeah. been around this, for too long. There man. you go. There's a shot, and the stuff they're pulling out of these the, rats. What are they pulling out? Well, so they so they pulled out. For, so before this, they they pulled out all of these worms that were inside the uh, inside the lungs and inside the livers. 
those. So all of these, they're like this. So there's a tapeworm. Right. Um, oh. There's all types of, uh, all types of, there, that one, all these different type of worms that can spread. You know, various diseases from leptospirosis to Zika, you know, you name it. And so that, that, oh, y'all know me. Yeah. Right. So I earn a living. <laughs> so that amazing thing they pull out of the chest right there is a bot fly. Where basically, so a fly will land, uh, land an, uh, like a larva on your, on your, on your neck and it'll like burrow into your skin. I'm talking about a larva. <laughs> <laughs> and humans can get them. And like, this is one of the, this is one of the greatest, grossest things I've ever seen in my it's life. It's disgusting. I'll chase yeah. them for three. <laughs> right. But I'll catch them. We're going to need a bigger rat. <laughs> <laughs> This rattle swallow your hole. Right. Little chewing, little tenderize them. Down you go. <laughs> now, when I'm, is this I'm, on, I'm Morgan? Cringing. It's it, on uh, Discovery Saturday. Saturday, yeah, okay. uh, Saturday night on Discovery. Dude, um, it's so good, man. Oh, no, uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Why do you go with Discovery? <laughs> When we when we first started pitching the film out, like it was yeah. one of the very first places we went to, and we said, uh, and they they wanted to get back into doing big noisy documentaries. Uh, John Hoffman, who used to be at HBO Films and would do like huge kind of event docs there, would do like you know the multi miniseries docs. Right, came in to take over, and so we pitched it to him first, and like he said yes in like a second. He's that's like, that's awesome. exactly what we want to do, and he said, make what you want to make. We're on board, yeah. and they just let us run with it to make it as weird as you want, as dark as we weird, want. You should go like, you ever fuck a rat? <laughs> <laughs> you ever make love to a rat, Morgan? <laughs> Well, you're gonna know. This rat's got a butt fly in it. And it's about to be in you. Paul pointed out that you got. I'm gonna fuck you with a rat. That you got rat noises throughout the whole film, too. Yeah. You could hear, like, kind of, like, what feels like rat feet through well, the. And oh. that's the best is when you watch it with, like, surround sound. You'll be watching it and you'll hear things around you and beside you. Because what makes horror movies great isn't what you see, it's everything you don't see. Yeah. And so, like, the sound design in this movie is so great because there's so much that just builds it up. Really to, is, it really is, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It builds up to the moments that you're watching stuff, but before. That there's so much happening that just builds the tension and the excitement and the fear. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. You At went, the end, you should just kill Sammy the Bull Gravano. And they went around the world. And uh, there's guys in India. They they the night rat killers. Yeah, they, they they put their sandals on. The government basically says if you're going to hunt rats, get some gloves and some proper footwear. They, right. they go out and uh, with sandals and a stick. It's amazing. Around. And what, the whole night they're, it? they're killing yeah. rats. And you got your gloves, Missy. <laughs> All they got is a net. They trap the a rats net. and then they're breaking their necks. With you're a Nancy. Hand. You're a Nancy with a glove. <laughs> right. Uh, because uh, they don't want the blood everywhere. And then they uh, and then they get money for the. They put them in a sack and so they. Yeah. So they put them in a sack and they carry around this sack of dead rats all night and they have to get 30 rats per guy and then if you get 30 rats per guy they'll make anywhere from like 5 to 10 bucks for the night. Magic what do they do with the rats? <laughs> well then the city disposes of them. Magic the get it between them. that guy's 29th and 30th rat. <laughs> God guy, damn it. That's a guy who's mad. God <laughs> damn it. Out of my way. <laughs> You're not standing in between me and the fucking One more. <laughs> when you were following, following around all night did you give him a 20? We hooked those guys up for them. Okay. Let's go out with them. Yeah, right. we, we totally hooked those guys up. Best thing I ever saw a cop do in New York, man, was it, it, about 1992, I was struggling uh, doing comedy, and I got, took the train in from New Jersey. I was walking up to 7th Avenue on the Penn Station, uh, side, the 7th Avenue side of Penn Station, and there was a bunch of people gathered around a corner uh, looking at something in the corner, and there was a rat on its hind legs, like the size of a cat. And I was like, look at like this, and the people were kind of scared of it. <laughs> An Irish cop with his mustache and a big beer gut walked up to the fucking thing like the outlaw Josie Wells, <laughs> took out his nightstick and just went boom, hit it in the head. 
twice, boom, and then backhand, boom, and the fucking rat bled and just dropped. Wow. And then the guy wiped the bicycle between his legs and said, I not to see you, move along. <laughs> it was I'm more the greatest impressed. thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm more impressed with the resiliency of the rat. Three yeah. hits, so. Three hits. Well, three hits. The third one was a little like, you know, yeah, yeah. anti-rat. Yeah. <laughs> anti-rat. The, the, uh, my favorite part of the movie was when, I think it was uh, Cambodia, they're collecting rats live. Where the, they, where they catch the, them in the rice fields. In the rice fields, and how that whole thing builds, and then halfway through, you're like, no, <laughs> well, no. In Cambodia, another name for this film is Dinner. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's well, where he's going. Yeah. But yeah. how it slowly develops, you don't know that at first, and then this one guy really just wants a lot of live rats, so they <laughs> bring it to the one guy, and he's he's paying for the rats, and you're yeah. like, where's this going? And then he puts them all on a, a moped, uh, stacks them up, and then he goes to the border of Vietnam, and then that's when I'm going, no. Wow. And then you see a lady, and you see her pots on the oh, wall, man. and then you see her pretty much uh, just take a cleaver out, chop off the legs, chop off the tail, chop off the head. It looks like chicken. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Skins them, and then uh, prepares them, and then she's she's putting out beautiful rat dishes in, in, yeah. in, uh, for and the people. Yeah, and it smells amazing. Like she she cooks them with like lemongrass. I mean, it smells phenomenal. No, nobody on the crew, nobody enjoyed the fine rat cuisine while we were there because we we. I don't know if it was a mistake, but it was probably probably a blessing. We no. filmed all the New Orleans stuff before we went to Vietnam. <laughs> oh, okay. So by the time we already seen what was pulled out of the rats, we were like, no, no, I think we're good. Yeah. yeah I think I'm all right. Well, well, how that, that scene builds, man, I mean, it just shows what kind of filmmaker you are. When it, oh, ju- thanks, I know, man. Uh, when it jumps out like Jason in the fucking Friday the 13th, they got to jump like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, and, Look at that guy. And they just love Is that it. Emerald? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to make rats today. But Who those, needs a rat? But all those big cages in the pictures, that's exactly. So they stack those up on the back of a moped, and the guy that takes them across the border has like 15 of those stacked up on the back of his moped. Hundreds and oh, hundreds of incredible. live rats. Much like you would say, because you can't. They won't. Because if, <laughs> right, exactly. if, yeah. if you bring them to the market or you sell them to a restaurant dead, they won't buy them. Right. Cause they, cause then, you got to kill them. Because they're, they're, they're like, well, then they, what, what happened to them? Were they poisoned? Did you find on the side uh, of the road? Is this road? kill right. like what is it like because they, they won't eat it but they, Prove they, you kill that rat. they have to come in live they have to be fresh they won't even eat they won't eat the rats in vietnam <laughs> they will only bring the ones from across the border in cambodia because they're like free-range rats that grow up in the rice field when you cook it does that kill everything in the rat? when you cook it it'll, it'll yeah when they cook it up it burns like it cleans, yeah, cleans up almost all those things just sits in there just salmonella so well this is bot fly will go away but it's like all the other things like the anything like rickettsia or salmonella like all that that will burn away, like when you cook it up. Same with chicken. Well, at, yeah. at, at WNEW, we cooked rats and served it to listeners. Uh, something you can't do on the radio anymore. And we had two, <laughs> those we had, were the God days. <laughs> we had two chefs. Fucking PC police. <laughs> that was a rat amount rat day <laughs> back in the day. We, we had two chefs, a French chef who was really into it, going, "Look, I'm going to show you what you can do with a rat, and you're going to like it." And then another guy that just wanted to be on the radio and, and make it up as he went along. And the French chef, you know, killed the animal the right way. And the other guy's slamming it on the table, doesn't even know how to kill this thing. It's guts and blood everywhere. I'll show you that cook a rat. <laughs> Long story short, the French chef uh, prepared in such a way, and the listeners tried it, and people went back for seconds. Amazing. Yeah. Four seconds to eat rat. Incredible. Oh. When we just, we just premiered the film, um, first we premiered it at Midnight Madness at the Toronto Film Festival, and then after that we went to Fantastic Fest, which is an amazing film festival started by Tim League of the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. And it's like this all genre film festival, all these like genre films, horror films. 
films, you know, gore films, uh, you know, great like uh, exploitation films, you name it. It's like it is such good movies. And so we took the film down there and before the film premiered, they have an executive chef at the Alamo Draft House that he sourced out water rat. Like where could you get rat in the States that they would actually send it to him? Right. And so he cooked rat for the whole theater for the people to eat before the movie, <laughs> oh, which was amazing. Oh, sourced out water so, rat. so people were just eating it before the film. So, just- so, so, he did, so they gave out the food. Hey, we got you guys something to eat before the film. So people just started eating. And he goes, um, by the way, you're having some rat prepared oh, by our executive chef. And all of a sudden people God. are like, oh. But it was so good. It was uh, delicious. Did you try it? I tried it. He basically cooked it. It was like, um, Hilly, it, looked like it looked like pulled pork. That's true. Right. It looked like pulled pork. And it had oh. like, the consistency of almost like a pulled pork. And he curried it a little bit. I would have been it pissed tasted, off. It tasted mm. phenomenal. I would have been pissed off. You, you yeah. would have been mad if they didn't tell you ahead of time. But it got better. because yeah, then, you got to know what you're eating. You know. yeah, even, <laughs> even after they ate it. This is Chipotle. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah, I, I'm you, I, I didn't have to. I'm not saying I knew he would say something. And you would be next. I knew that was going to happen. More than half, but more than half the audience were still just eating. They're like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. That's you ever right. kill a rat for Chipotle? <laughs> Man. I got Morgan. It's, it really is unbelievable. I, I, I was rushing around today, and they, they sent me, and I, I, I wasn't going to watch it because I was in a rush, and then I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, awesome, it man. Thank great. you. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah, I was supposed to get yeah, it. Somehow or another, I got left off that email. <laughs> yeah. and I, 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 I was supposed to get it. Last. I walked in there like, what would you think? I'm like, I didn't fucking get it. Come on. <laughs> oh, you know. And by the way, so Mike Rowe did the whole Terriers uh, hunting rats thing for CNN. Mm-hmm. You blew him away with your, your Terrier uh, scene. Oh, well, like, well, what they do in New York, and is I so, love Mike Rowe, sure. but, but you took it to the next level. What they do in England is very different than what happens in New York City. Like the the dogs in England, they really go at it, <laughs> right? Yeah, and, and they hire the these. Uh, is it is it a company or is it it's just a, a it's club? A guy, no, it's a guy who basically has all these celiums, which are these little white dogs, and he has also has Jack Russell Terriers, rat terriers that you basically call him up, and he'll show up at your farm with his twenty plus dogs, wow. and then other people who are like part of this like dog group will also show up with their dogs, all dressed to the nines, you right. know, and they're, and they're like. like they're hunting fox. Like they're like they're hunting fox. They're all dressed up, and then they let the dogs go and just watch these little dogs go after the rats, and they rip the rats to shreds. Who it's let amazing. the dogs go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get really aggressive. They're doing a tug of war with a live rat, oh, ripping them to shreds. Oh my God. It's incredible. It really was. And that guy was a character, too. Oh, that guy's incredible. Well, how can these guys, guys not be characters? Yeah. Yeah. How does this guy not have his own reality show? Yeah, yeah this guy's made for a show. This guy's Absolutely. made to have his own yeah. show. They have the, the guys that always take their dogs down to Texas and Arkansas killing the hogs. Oh this, is right. a, this is That's a right. mini version of that, really. Yeah, when, when you see these dogs, so right there, there's, what is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, six seven dogs. Six uh, dogs. One rat. Six dogs. People all around it, like I said, NFL. The, yeah. 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 Totally. the people just hanging out laughing and enjoying it is That's re- right. That's what was creepy, too. Well, yeah. if you really got to believe in reincarnation. If that rat was Hitler, I'm fine with it. Like, you know, well, there you go. <laughs> that was sure. such a different, awkward <laughs> angle. Perfect angle. Well, that's well, that's how the movie, that's how we, one of the stories in the film that we talk about is a temple in India, in, that, yes. in Rajasthan where so in, they have the night rat killers in Mumbai who go out and kill these rats with sticks and nets and their bare hands 12 hours north in Rajasthan there is a very different you know kind of outlook it's a Hindu temple and it's the rat temple where they honor the rats they feed the rats there's 35,000 <laughs> rats. The rats yeah they don't kill 30, them 35,000 rats in this rat temple they don't kill them and they, their belief is that when we die as humans we come back as the rat and so, and so they're like this is our family these are my grandparents these are my great grandparents so we have to take care of them <laughs> I and was so, Gandhi <laughs> <so> they, <laughs> don't fuck with me yeah. I look like a rat I used to be 
fucking Gandhi. <laughs> oh, so look at this picture. I saved 250,000 like, motherfuckers. <laughs> look at the baby in like look the Look at rack. the baby. Don't step on me. I'm, I was Gandhi. This the fuck. You're giving me to the dogs. Right. I this, saved your ass. This is amazing. So so people people put their bodies like. More they're just talking through it. They're, they're drinking their uh, milk. Like they drink the rat milk with the rats. They you're eat drinking the food. Gandhi. <laughs> it is unbelievable. That's not rat. It's milk. That's, That's milk. Okay, but but, 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 float, milk, but floating on the top of it, you can see like the pee and the turds. Right. So yeah. how long before that child was eaten? We're going to eat this kid. I'm going to eat this kid. He's going to come back as my assistant. <laughs> I owned a 7-Eleven in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. <laughs> he was gone. You motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, 35,000 rats at the temple. And, and, and the people are just moving uh, uh, among them. And the, right. the rats are pretty much you know walking over I their mean, feet and stuff. The self-esteem, you, you, that's what your people believe. You come back as a rat? Like, why a rat as opposed to a dog? Yeah, or, or, or something. Chicken. Or, uh, right. Right. Why, why a rat? Or a rat was a Come back as having a fun life. Yeah. Like, come back as fucking that Paris Hilton's brother. That's like a dick. Come back as Scott Disick. I could have been, been Scott Disick. Yeah, go ahead. Have another glass. Morgan's Morgan's there, man. Man. I'm getting back into the Scotch. The mention of Scott Disick made him have another oh, Scott. That's how, Morgan's that's like, I'm staying Dickie. for a while. That's how Dickie. Dickie. Not a bad life, guys. Not a bad life. He'd think it's funnier if you drink. That's true. That is what comedy club better. That's a damn fact. I could have been married to that Scott Disick. Uh, I, I didn't think you were going to give away the temple scene, but right on, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. I played for temple. <laughs> I would have spoiler ruined that one because that was I saw that I, that was it's featured. So good. I saw it on I don't know it might have been uh, Ricky Gervais show when they sent uh, Idiot Abroad. Oh, oh, it might right. have been there, but I'm not sure the first they time went I went to the Rat Temple. Maybe I, there, it's what me clicking around. It's hard for me to nail down <laughs> except when I'm watching Morgan. Anything he were, were you skeeved out at the temple? I mean, there's place, plenty of places where you get skeeved out, especially there because you're like walking around barefoot. Like when we put on we put on socks. So I was like, I'm not walking around my bare feet. So we put on, they said you can wear some Good socks and be fine. But it's still, it's like, it's it's gross. I've got a butt fly up my ass. I was Gandhi. What's the matter? Put your socks here. on, Mr. Big Shot. I went to the Toronto uh, International Film Festival for the first time two years ago. And yeah. I had a blast. It's amazing. What a it, great it's, festival. Who gives you shit? It, it, <laughs> I was going to ask you. Who cares where you went? How was this? I have a goddamn rat. I can't with him. Who gives you what to some festival? I'm the fuck. I'm eating my own shit. <laughs> I was Gandhi and I've got a butt fly in my throat. <laughs> this motherfucker from Duke is telling stories about a festival. <laughs> Have another scotch. <laughs> my fucking wife is still here. <laughs> Screaming at me as a rat. As a rat. As a rat. Oh, you were fucking annoying as a human. <laughs> and this, up, this up, uppity Spurlock's putting on socks. Sorry, buddy. Am I too Dirty for you? I guess I got dirty saving every goddamn motherfucker in India. Good movie. Good movie. Could have made a movie about me when I was a goddamn person. The rats. Motherfuckers. I'm eating my own shit with a butt fly. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Am I, do, I, do we have tickets to the premiere? Yeah. I bet not. <laughs> I bet you know you went bare feet to the premiere, you motherfucker. <laughs> An angry rat used to be Gandhi. <laughs> the 
Botfly screaming that he was Malcolm X. <laughs> oh, wow. We're getting hit. Right, so let's just stop. We're going to drop the mic on that one. That'll end it. That'll end it here. That's my uh, job. <laughs> he was Malcolm X. <laughs> By any means, that's what happened. I think we sold your movie there, Morgan. Uh, I think it's going to do all right. I think we're going to do all right. Now, now you just well done, guys. I want to check it out. I'm Thank the you. Indian, I'm the Indian Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a thumbs up right up your ass. Why only 35,000 rats at the temple? If they uh, uh, produce so quickly, you yeah. would think it'd be uh, up into the hundreds of I thousands. Saved 600, I saved mean, 600,000 people. You're That's a good question. I, that, I think that's probably just their best estimate, knowing how many there are. They probably don't even know for sure. Right. right. It's like, uh, and I'm sure once, once rats reach a certain number within a communal area, they will stop reproducing and if, if they have babies, they will eat the babies if there's not enough food to support them. Well, yeah. That's good news. That's good news. Yeah. I'm glad I'm in this society. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I never thought to say the starving Indian people, just eat your babies. I never thought of that one. <laughs> that's what Chris Christie decided to do for the starving children. Oh, oh, he said, man. Chris Christie said, do what I do, eat everything. <laughs> <laughs> stop the traffic at the bridge and eat every goddamn thing inside. <laughs> you motherfuckers. <laughs> Did I mention I was Gandhi? <laughs> Morgan, you might have to create a Gandhi character. I think that's next. I see a spinoff. I see the a spinoff coming on immediately. That, that'll yes. be part of the extras. That's oh, right. Yes. No, you oh, wait, my, my wife is telling me to do something. <laughs> you Sorry, honey. Men. That's right. You remake men. That's right. Mm. With, with with Gandhi as Ben. The thought of that is, when you think about religion and stuff, like if they really think that's true they come back as rats like gandhi's a rat yeah like what is exactly. he, and he's gotta have that's a legitimate bitch he can't be happy about that what the fuck i kick in the head of the line. <laughs> do i have to fight for a butt rat <laughs> uh, uh so uh, the question how many rats are in new york city they say it's, millions. Uh, there's more than uh, people, right? It's millions. Yeah, I mean, and and well, since Henry Hill left, hey. <laughs> the, uh, the the city says the city says there's not as many as there's one per person. But every exterminator you talk to say, really? they say they say yeah, there's at least one per person. Right. You yeah. see, a, and you see Which a person. I, there's a rat assigned to that person. Right. <laughs> all in the sewers. All like all in the sewers down low. Well, they wouldn't. The city wouldn't let us shoot in the sewers, which was amazing. So we ended uh. up we ended up shooting in the sewers of Paris, which were filled with rats. Um, they but, are. That's but, right. But yeah. the fact that New York City wouldn't let us in, we're like, well, why won't you let us shoot that? Ah, oh, it's a safety, big safety concern. Dude, I can't get you. Like, and I'm like, sure, sure, yeah. sure, it's a safety concern. Oh, I, I got I got yeah. my urban explorer friends. We could have got you in the sewers. Yeah, well, that's Yeah, we could have got you down there. In New York, everybody from Staten Island comes back as a rat. Yeah. Hey, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn right, I'll kick your dick through your cunt. <laughs> you motherfucking piece of shit. Where, do you, where do you go to see the rats in New York City? Where's a good spot? Oh, my God, there's so a many. There's a park down next to Chinatown, um, Columbus Park. Okay. It's right down, uh, right, what is it, like Lower East Side. Remind me to never go there. And it is, and it is a, it is filled with rats, um, <laughs> filled with rats. And at nighttime, because it's not just filled with rats and the city comes and baits and poisons and tries to take care of them, but the Buddhist temple there, like the people who go to the Buddhist temple also leave food out for the rats because they want to make sure that they have food and that they're taken care of. So they leave piles of rice and all of a sudden the city's like, stop doing that. But they're like, no, no, we're going to keep putting food out for them. Because they think 
it's part of their religion. They, they, they feel like they should. They feel like they should, you know, take oh, care of their feet a rat once, they come back, man. Yeah. And so it's uh it is it that is a very ratty park down there. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and amazingly enough, the park right across from City Hall, City Hall Park is filled with rats. Wow. So what, is what, what is New York doing to clean it up? Are they yeah, doing I mean, anything? Well, the biggest the biggest thing they're trying to do right now is figure out how to control the garbage. Because if you can get rid of the garbage, you can that's get rid right, of the rats. Because yeah, yeah. that's that is the thing. Like you're giving them food every morning and every night. And you need the mafia a, for that. That's right. Well, and that's so never going to stop. Well, the key is you got to figure out better containers to put the put the garbage in outside of buildings, so Good. it's sealed up. Like because now they've got these things, these metal containers that are uh, they're they're like mat- mat- they're compactors. There's no way to get inside of them. Like you put something in and it seals up automatically. Wow, yeah. um, they're called like fat boys or something. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Big big boys. Mainly as a child. They're, they're popping up. Yeah, they're popping up all over the city. Don't fat shame. Don't fat shame the rats. <laughs> they're is this allowed? Is it goofy they're rats? Is allowed? They're big boned rats. But the black garbage bags aren't getting it done. No. Because they're just popping a hole in that, and they got plenty of fucking food, and great shots of them coming out of the sewers right into the bags. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And it's a big city with so many people it's, living on top of each other. What do you do? You're right? never gonna, well, that's the thing is you're never going to eradicate all of them. They're never, they're never all going to go away. Yeah. And what you can do is you can control it. You can make sure that there's not a lot. But the thing is, like, when you only see one, whenever you see that one, that's the weak one. They right. send the weak one out to go find the food, to go find water. <laughs> go find the food. Yeah. Who's the weak one? What character is the weak <laughs> one? Are you talking to? Not me. Give me, give me. Like, it's Prince. Hey, send my wife out. <laughs> hey, bitch, go get the food. <laughs> yeah, the, the weak, weak one this week. The weak one will try out the poison and all that's that right. shit. That's right. So they're that smart where they wow. go, wait, there's something foreign in our area. So they send the weak one to test out the, the weak one. Uh, the weak one. Like, I'm not going to try it. You try it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Mikey. Hey, Mikey. You try it. You try it, and then he drops. Dead, and they're That's like, right. okay, and then they pee on it, and then they know to leave it hey, the fuck alone. What out of food? Right. Why don't wow. you go, Donnie? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm obsessed with rats. That book uh, got me going, and now, now this movie by Morgan Spurlock. Uh, anything in, that you had to just leave out of the film for whatever reason? No, I mean, like, we were really, really surgical in the stuff. Like, nothing we shot in Paris, like, made it in. Like, none of the, like, we filmed at this amazing, in, in the movie Ratatouille, you know, you see this rat murder, this, like, this, like, rat exterminator that has all these rats hanging in the window. Yeah. That place really exists. That's been there for a hundred plus years. And so we filmed with the owner of that place and talked about killing rats and how they killed them there. And then we went into the sewers with, like, the people who control the rats in the sewers of Paris. And it was one of those, like, it was such a, it was a scene, but it wasn't, like, a good scene compared to everything else. It was like, yeah. it was like, it was interesting, but it wasn't great. Pat Noswell did yeah. not do a good job. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Fuck him! That motherfucker! He looks like a lesbian! He's playing a rat! All the rats when he came out! I said, fuck that guy! This is Hollywood's version of a rat! Where's Brad Pitt? Where's Ben Kingley? He played me in the movie. Well, it's, I think it's, it's Puerto Rico, man. It's going to be on Discovery Saturday at uh, what time? Nine o'clock. Nine, Nine o'clock, o'clock Saturday. I'm definitely going to check it out. Nine yeah, o'clock. Absolutely. That's appointment. Set your DVR. Motherfucker. <laughs> I got to ask you before you leave. Uh, yeah. Any other documentaries you like these days? Um, Don't say that, dear Zach. No, again, no, it's like, well, it's like, like I loved. Uh, I loved the Wiener Doc. The Wiener Doc was fantastic. Yeah. The movie about Anthony Wiener. The oh, I haven't seen that. One. Oh, oh, you got to watch that film. That film is that film is like that's great. It's incredible. It's like just just to watch this guy's collapse. You know, over the course of. This, well, we're mad. We're mad. We weren't in it because we were the ones that finally got the dick picture out. Yeah, it was oh. me and Anthony. Yeah. We, had, we had Breitbart in here, and he's like showing us on his on his phone. And the stu- he was stupid enough to hand the phone off to Anthony, and then we're taking pictures, and we threw it up online. I can't oh, wait. We're the ones that got it out there. For I can't wait for his amazing. kids' book. You Uncle. see the Amanda Knox doc? <laughs> I haven't seen the Amanda Knox doc oh, yet. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's Amanda awesome. Knox. Uh, she was the one in Germany. 
France. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. No, that's Germany. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Germany, right? Uh, Italy. Italy. Oh, Italy. 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 Itally. I'm Italy. sorry. Italy. 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 Yeah, we've she got was kidnapped or something. Or? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we've no. got we've got an amazing movie that's opening next week that uh, that I'm going to the premiere for tonight. That's why I'm like I'm I'm like wearing a suit. Wow. There's others I wouldn't uh, be wearing. Much. So, we have, Scott so we have a movie in the afternoon. That's why. That's why. So we've got a movie called Eagle Huntress that premiered at premiered at Sundance and went to Telluride, Toronto, and now it's coming out in theaters next week. That is all about this 13 year old girl whose father bucks 2,000 years of tradition to teach her how to become an eagle hunter where they catch so basically they capture eagles out of nests raise them and then teach them how to hunt foxes and rabbits and so here's this little 13 year old girl with this giant golden eagle on her arm it is one of the most amazing inspiring like girl power movies you'll ever see I tell anybody who has kids to go see this film it is spectacular it's the only G movie we've ever made a girl powering movie it's a good publicity is this movie's amazing it's whale rider it's whale rider with eagles with eagles yeah sorry if the eagle was whale rider is amazing so if you like whale rider if you want to see whale rider then you are going to love eagle hunters Morgan has never done something bad and all sorts of ideas. Oh, I know, he's, he's, we he's know that. A thousand. I, I, after your first movie, I had to go to McDonald's for two days. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot. As long as he's never been I, in McDonald's. The way I did, if you remember the, how we met, I did something. You were my buddy Mike Staff. You remember that's Mike, right. right? Well, we cut. We we, talk, we talked about we were we were talking about beer league, right? Free beer league being a long made. time, like nineteen ninety two or something. Yeah. And you interviewed me for something, and I said to my buddy Mike, I said, "Well, this project gets off or not? That that's that kid's gonna be something. That's, that's like a that's <laughs> a that's a go." That kid's, that, kid, yeah. that kid's going to jail. No, that no. And I went. You did. <laughs> How that happens? Uh, but no, it's. Uh, it, I'd see anything Morgan was involved with, man. I, uh, yeah, everything you've done, it's been great. No, I, I, I love coming back. You guys have been awesome to me for so long. It's been fantastic. Well, you know, we try. <laughs> you liking the scotch? I like the scotch. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard not to. Already, <laughs> how you liking the scotch? Oh, I love the scotch. Smells amazing. Why don't you get a that drunk too, huh? <laughs> You can spread that rumor that I drink now. Fuck off. <laughs> Gandhi became a rat and he's an alcoholic. Why don't you go fuck yourself? We got four cameras in here that, to prove that Artie's not drinking. He's not, not drinking. drinking. He's not drinking. Drink water. Water. Yeah. He water. Listen, he brought his own vodka in a Fiji bottle. <laughs> hey, there you go. See, he's an investigative reporter. What's your next documentary? Is this water? I feel like a Bill Curtis, like, here, an American justice. Is this water... Water? <laughs> oh, it's just vodka. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know. So we got to get you out of here? Uh, I stopped drinking in front of people. Yeah, I think I got to split. Oh, all right. Why don't yeah. we take a break? We'll take a little uh, group picture, and uh, and we'll do more radio. But Morgan awesome. Spurlock, Rats, uh, Discovery Channel this Saturday night. I'm telling you, it, it plays like a horror movie. It's great. It's, it's wonderful. It really is good. It's great. Uh, anybody else need a quick plug or we'll just take a break? Or? No, no, I agree. These two guys came in bonerific happy about this. I have not <laughs> seen the two of them jacked up about anything in forever. So I regret that I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to check it out. Go well, thank you. Ask him for 15 minutes? We... No, not going. All right. We'll, oh, we'll take a quick break and, a, and then, uh, spin class I teach at <laughs> Quick break. We'll be back. Stay there. Opie Radio is back. All right, we're on. That's we're fine. Will you shut up? my <laughs> God. <laughs> well, if you can't do it. Holy shit, man. I would say if I could fuck your daughter, I would. Yeah. 
You're just starting this, uh, doing this? With what? Uh, the, the on-air light. You might want oh, to talk. Right. My bad. All right. I'm not saying that. That's a true thing. Delonte uh, West came back up. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. We were getting into it. Artie Lang's got to leave. I got to Why are you leaving? Yeah, why are you leaving, Artie? I'm sorry. I thought I just met. It's so unbelievable I don't have an appointment. You're, you have a meeting? Uh, <laughs> you're, you actually have a place to be? I mean, you have to a spin class. I'm I actually have a doctor's appointment. But that, I, uh, Gandhi it, coming back as a rat is going <laughs> to... That's going to stay with me for a while. That that's, one, that's the movie. That one's going to stay with me for a while. And then Jason Williams wants to talk about Phil Festival. <laughs> just because I know that, that Phil Festival is a shit show, by the way. No, he's well, going to hear some dirty film, stories about that. Film festivals are so fucking pretentious. Fuck like the, and, and the people that can be so pretentious. But, and... and uh, if it's on top of that, disgusting. Well, that's why you have to go, because you can make it, you can bring it back to reality. <laughs> Those people don't like me. No. I, uh, but yeah, so, and by the way, Pat is a good friend of mine with rat tattoo. He says he looks like a lesbian. He said it. Yeah, that's Look it up. Act. That's in his act, yeah. yeah. Uh, He's coming to town for the comedy festival. He's funny, man. He's I love funny he wrote, the two years I was on Man TV, he was a writer. And a, I know. two of my favorite sketches ever he wrote. That's always like, you know, uh, I'm happy to see he's got the rat tattoo fans. Right. When's the comedy festival? Yeah, right. November, weeks, yeah, right? a couple yeah. of weeks, it's, something like that. Yeah. Pretty much, uh, yeah. yeah, it's right around the corner now. I'm doing the Gandhi rat thing at the <laughs> 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 I'm a goddamn rat now. <laughs> it's an unannounced surprise show. But, but think about think of the, the fucking ridiculousness of religion. If that's true, Gandhi is currently a rat. Yeah, I <laughs> love it. I don't want I don't want to believe in reincarnation because I I've had a pretty good life and I I I I would I want to believe it. I would come back as a we'll shit show. I would come back as a shit show. I would. Imagine it's not going to get better than this. I was a shit show already, <laughs> so it might be better. Yeah, I might have been, been like two a, if you come back as me. I might have been Goebbels. It actually, I thought you were mispronouncing Gerbils because <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about rats. No, we were talking about rodents so maybe much. Not, I thought maybe right. the Richard story is really Doc Goebbels was up in there. That's, that's good. <laughs> Uh, we got to, we got to, uh, you know, uh, we'll story that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll story I that. A, I found a good doctor, a uh, Jewish doctor. I got to get him. Are you I'm really sure. leaving us? You I gotta have to go. I do He's have to leaving. go, but I want to. Uh, Already, this uh, was awesome. Yeah, it's always awesome. But Come back for more. Yeah. If Vic Henley and uh, Jason's here, I'm in, man. All right, All right there you go. I'm in, Are you here a lot, Vic? I'll, I tell him, you know, when I get tired of it, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> he has, he has told me <laughs> he that. Said he tells me like, hey, <laughs> so, but no, no, I don't. It, it depends. If I was out of town for like six weeks, and apparently all hell broke loose, and he lost a chair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird. Because I was just in here, and that happened after that. It's only like so. Weeks later, but, you know. Uh, yeah, exactly. But then I no, came back. You were so on one of the last shows, that right? Day. Uh, right. I was here that day. One one of the last shows. We were all in, in, it was great in, in mornings. Um, but I, I like uh, this though. I like the vibe here. This is uh, Jason. This is I, all right. Text me off here. I do want to hear about the festival. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we can talk about something important. God damn it! Don't be I just go. Fuck you. Got you. Do you have a show? You have a show on the air? I'm serious. No, I no. I'm just hanging out. I'm just hanging out with my boy. Yeah, we maybe one day I'll get lucky You're enough. A good you know? man. We hit it off when he told the story of uh, pretty much breaking his dick yeah, well, in that yeah. motorcycle accident, but turned his whole life around. What, what, how long after I saw you at the draft did that happen? How long were you into the... Uh, in the a year. Just yeah. a year. One year. That was bad news, brother. I felt it. But you, you, you're great now, but I mean, that was sucked because you're a good man. It's all How many good. people are... 
good in that business. He, he figured it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, let me know anytime. All right. Anytime at all. Uh, uh, how, how about tomorrow? Yeah. How about tomorrow? How about tomorrow? I would come tomorrow. You, uh, I, I think it's taking a day tomorrow, but uh, next week. We'll do it again next week. Without, with without question. Okay, we'll figure it out. Already. Uh, uh, what's the other doctors available? The podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I just did. The pod, ArtieQuitter.com. Yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. ArtieQuitter.com for the podcast. At ArtieQuitter. Unless you know, Wait, a, ten, unless talk- you know a 10-year-old kid who could steal it. Yeah. What, do we talk, what do we talk about on the podcast? Anything, why don't you come on, please? I would love to. And Vic, you have an open invite. Thanks. Uh, I, did, I did the show when you had when him and Nick had the sports show. And then I, right. did, I did it with him. And then I also did it with Nick. So well, I'm a user-friendly guest most of the time. But honestly, come on anytime. I would yeah, love to. Yeah, we yeah, talk I would, sports? I would love to talk to you. Yeah, I love sports. That's Perfect. A, he's a little more mellow uh, in his own that, house, in, we, his, in we his kitchen. Were, we were on with John Ritchie, the uh, that used, dude used to play for the yeah, Eagles, yeah. and he was great. He was good, amazing. Good guy. But, uh, yeah, I used to bet against Duke all the time, but I didn't think I dressed like this. <laughs> <laughs> 20 years in show business, like, I got the same Just pants on. I had at a Rush concert in 1981. <laughs> Did you really have a 61-point spread, though? That is a true story. The greatest thing about the tournament That's is they, they lure you in. Duke would always yeah. play to one, would play to 16. In the old days, this is, you know, and and yeah, the six they would give, and they lure you in like a sucker. I right. would get drunk. I'm winning sixty one nothing. Right. How could I lose? I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Like my guidance counselor was wrong. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then he methodically fucking. Is Shostakovich as good a guy as people say? Like him, he, he's he's beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know what the thing is too. There's there's two different people there. There's the one who's extremely professional, right? And there's one who's just like motherfucker, motherfucker. Like yeah. he he is that Chicago. He has that competitive shit to him. That fire. And he must have been so support. I'm pretty supportive of you when you got there. He's unbelievable. Yeah. It's like a father figure though. And the beautiful right. thing about that is sometimes you know you love your father. Sometimes you can't understand your father. But right. You still have that. Well, relationship. He's that military shit, man. Exactly. Yeah. It's a different level type of discipline. But you though. need that when you have that. You look like. You when you don't, you know, <laughs> I don't have it at all. Trust yeah. me, I'm more of the rebellious type. I don't think it's a coincidence at all that uh, when we sh- were shitting the bed with FIBA in the international play, as yeah. soon as they put his ass in charge of it, fucking oh, no, right exactly. back to yeah. the goddamn. Those guys get shit done. That's not yeah. surprising. Right back to the gold standard. What's yeah. the one clip they have of that that one that one general uh, after one of the uh, attacks? Uh, he kept going. Uh, he kept yelling at the soldiers, "Put that fucking rifle down!" Like you saw what a general when he orders guys to put rifles down. Sure. How authoritative. Of the right. And like they listen to that guy in a second. Where, you know? where you know, don't fuck around with um, this shit. All right, well, uh, all next right, Artie, week for sure. Yeah, we're going to do it again with Artie next week at Artie Quitter, ArtieQuitter.com. Uh, Artie opened up about Howard today, so if, you, uh, if you're just tuning in, listen to the replay that. That uh, will run right after this live show, and then tomorrow morning from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. Is that our replay? Yeah, okay. he's unfucking believable. Thank you, Artie. Good. That was awesome. Hey, I love the suitcase too. It's tan. Well, look at Ooh, that. Nice. Facebook of yeah. I would love. I would love to go through that bag. Right? <laughs> I would love to go through that bag. Give me three to five. <laughs> I would love to go through that. The, now, knee, the uh, knee story just caught me off guard. I thought the knee was definitely something else. Yeah. Yeah. When he Mid said space warm, cringed. No, I thought what he did. I thought he pooped on his head or something. Yeah, I, I thought I, for sure the worst thing possible was the guy just laid one right on his forehead. Is that the worst thing though? I the poop. The other thing might be the dick would be worse. No, the poop. Yeah. I thought it was going to be poop over penis. And then it turns out to be knee. Yeah. 
Big man needed some room. But it sounds like the guy wasn't. <laughs> it sounds like the guy just needed a little room. I, I, just he, let said, he, he started he the story spread. with it was right next to the bunk. So right. a, a big guy settling in on oh the nest. Oh my god! I thought you know, yeah, or some ball bags right on his uh, right on his head. Right on his face. Have you ever been guilty of that? Have you ever tried to take the picture of your friend putting his ball bag on somebody's head? Uh, College no. pranks? Not that I knew. No. Uh, yeah, probably. I was in a fraternity. That's what I'm saying. I've I, don't really? a, I don't have a... Yeah, I don't have a story. Maybe Buzzy could help me out. My my good friend, he listens to the show every day, my old fraternity brother. Did you I, don't, do, I don't have an actual story. Did you Sorry, do the fraternity thing at Duke? No, I knew. Well, Duke was like, our basketball team was a fraternity, but I've seen guys like put, you know, shit on people's hands. Well, Shaq was still Q-Dog. Yeah, Shaq's <laughs> just fucking on a different level, though. <laughs> but we had a, we had a, you know, speaking of uh, when I broke my dick. Right. Back to that, that, that juncture, right? <laughs> look at, look at we we back. I'm going to pour myself a new glass of a count <laughs> yeah, so I can make sure it operates correctly. Uh, um, hey, Eric, you want a, you want a shot? We should offer nah, the guys. He's waving off. Eric, you he's good? Waving Please. Off. Paul, you want this one? Paul will take one. There you go. Yeah, Grab yeah, a cup. Right. So I'll never forget this story. It was 2002, uh, 2003 for the draft. After the draft, uh, all-star game. And the rookies had to shower with the vets. And Shaq came in. And it was myself in the corner, and I remember I was talking to Tyson Chandler. We're just yapping or whatever. And Shaq comes in and just kind of takes off his towel and starts swinging it around, right? And you turn and you look, and you're like, ah, I, I don't want to really look, but you still have you to look. look at Shaq's sure. dick. It's fucking I'll massive. Of course. It's, 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 like a, it's, it's two times of a baby's arm. <laughs> and he'll be the first one to admit it. It's one of those awkward, like, eighth wonders where you don't, you're like, how do you not stare at it? Yeah. And then you just kind of start swinging it around. You heard the slap against the legs. It's just, it's aggressive. I, I would look. That's right. Right. How do you not look? That you got to look. That's hilarious. You got to look. That would be we hilarious. We have a segment on the show called Locker Room Talk for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, locker go. Room Talk for Donald Trump. Well, you were in a locker room, uh, Jason. Yeah, what do you think of this locker room talk? <laughs> but as a kid, as a kid, I'm by the tree trunk. I could get in. I could <laughs> get in the locker room sometimes as a kid roaming around backstage at Auburn, and, and the same thing. Some of the shit I would see would just, especially when you're a little kid. If you're ten uh-huh. or eleven years old, I'm like, is that guy got a cannon yeah, attached to his crotch? Is that an actual Civil War cannon? Yeah, that's shit. Will scare yeah. you. Insane. That but, ship will you know. scare you. Then you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize that you're just not well endowed. Yeah, right. You're like, it's just oh, a thing. Okay. It's just I'm a the thing. small guy in the room. It doesn't really matter. We had breaking news during this whole uh, Artie Lang thing. Uh, Trump said that he will accept the uh, results right. of the uh, election right. if he wins. I can sleep. Oh, yeah. 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 Only if he wins. <laughs> Only, right? Uh, wait, there's even more now, Paul? No, it's just a good clip, his way that he said it. Oh, it is good. All right, let's uh, take a look at this. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make a major announcement today. I would like to promise and pledge to all of my voters and supporters and to all of the people of the United States that I will totally accept the results of this great and historic presidential election if I win. <laughs> get you again. Get you every time. Never hey, fail. The guy knows how to do TV. Set the hook. He's entertaining. He's entertaining as all hell. It's oh. a t- I mean, I, 
I, people are like, oh, are you going to watch the game? You know, Cleveland's playing. I'm like, I don't want to watch the Indians. I mean, this guy rather watch the best reality show on air right now. Well, the that's what I was trying to tell Vic. No, nah, I went with Cubs Dodgers. Really? Cubs, I didn't Dodgers. give a Vic shit. Bailed on the debate. For I the went baseball. with Cubs. I clicked over during the commercial break just to see him going. No, 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 I didn't say that. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I've been wasting my fucking time yeah, with this. And went yeah. right back to the it, game. It was a letdown. You know, sure it was. It definitely was a letdown. I thought one of them should have played the Cub card. I, I, I said, you know, she should she should have faked listening to him. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, I was getting the score. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. I, that would have been hilariously. Or he should have said, well, if you're any kind of Chicago one, you'd be at the fucking game right now. Wasn't I she, wasn't she a Cubs one. fan for a while? She was like she, a, Yeah, she's she was from a Chicago. Mets, but she was a Mets Yankees fan. And well, then she was, was a Cubs was, fan. That was when she was living well. here trying to be a senator from uh, New York. She possibly, couldn't even but, pick a fucking. T- oh, I shouldn't you know. talk. But I have reasons why I have uh, three or four football teams I follow. Yeah, yeah. But I know she could not pick a fucking team when she was a senator in New York. They would ask her about the Mets, and she would like. She would pick one. Be a New Yorker. Be a she real just New wouldn't do it. I wanted him to come out. I wanted him to get like a giant double-headed dong dildo and paint it red, white, and blue, and have each of them hold one in in their mouth, and then they run out on the stage together. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hell of a way I, to well, start the debate. I think, well, because I think most Americans are always going well, when they get in office, they fuck us, they fuck us, yeah, they fuck yeah. us. So if they're going to eventually fuck us, then they should at least have to run out on the final debate mm. holding I, a red, white, and blue stars and stripes double-headed dong between I, their mouths. I still don't think Trump's uh, out of this. I don't either. But I think it's finally to a point where she's got to pass out in front of everybody and then people got get freaked out and then vote, you know, Trump in. Well, he's, I, I he's not going to win if, if she stays healthy and then, and, and doesn't fall. It's all about Trump TV. I mean, I've, I've been saying That's that for, he was, yeah. for the past year because as soon as this whole, all this shit started to happen, I'm like, here, Roger Ailes goes down at Fox. Just think about positioning. <laughs> think about. I mean, if I'm a businessman. That's the way I'm thinking. Right. So I'm, he goes down at Fox and Rupert Murdoch. Who do you want to run Fox? Or I'm going to start my own my own TV show. Right. I mean, if he has you know 35, 36 percent, why not use that demographic to start your own TV show? And he's helping 100. And he's helping Trump in the campaign. Roger yeah. He, he was getting do. him ready for the debate, I believe. I mean, by the way, is it ironic that the only interviewer, the only guy, the moderator that he's nice to, yeah, is Chris Wallace? Yeah. Who's on Fox? Who yelled at him? Oh, yelled at him a ton. I'm just saying. I was reading the transcript. I was bored. It was. It was yeah, just it was okay. Boring. Right. The game was a little more exciting, probably. Yeah. What they is finally, it, they was it tied two two now? Uh, yes. Exactly. Two games all. It's uh yes, and game uh, the third game in Los Angeles is tonight with uh, Kent Ameda picking for the Dodgers and uh, Lackey trying. Right. No, Lester, John Lester, for yeah. going for the Cubs, uh, trying to What's fucking spread close it out. I don't going? know. I don't look at the baseball wagering. Only wagering I know is fucking Auburn should not be a ten point spread against Arkansas Ooh. this Saturday night. In, Ar- in Auburn. Auburn, I can't believe they're, uh, Arkansas is higher ranked and uh, the game's in Auburn. Not 10 points. Alabama's a 19 point spread over Texas A&M. Uh, are you going to be uh, throwing a little action at this? I can't. I never bet on Auburn ever. Stay away from that. That's a recipe for disaster. And I would never bet on the Tide ever. I just hope they lose. Oh, but you know what we have to do? We have to get Barkley and Vic on the same show together. I could, so I've, tried, this Auburn I've tried to I'm get him. I've tried to get him. That's my boy. That's my boy. We can make that happen. I've tried to get him. I don't think we've ever had Barkley on. We might have had him on the phone years ago, but I don't remember. Probably not. I was at the Final Four in Indianapolis, and all we did, we drank the whole time. Really? And the next day, we were in air, and we were both struggling, but we gave up this one. I told him, he, I saw him, he was uh, in Miami at a preseason game, and uh, I, was, I think when he was with Phoenix, and I was playing the improv, and I ran into him at that, it's one of those daiquiri places that has like a thousand daiquiri, different mm-hmm. flavors, and he and I hadn't seen each other in a few years, and we were sitting out there getting hammered, and it was right after he'd thrown the guy through the window and gotten sued and, and won the lawsuit, and this dude... All these people kept bothering him, and he kept going, I haven't seen this guy from Auburn in a few years. Leave me alone. And finally, about the fifth person, he went, look! 
I will hit you, you will sue me, and I will still win. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get away from me. I'm talking to my friend from college. He tells it like it is. He tells it like it is. And then immediately we'd order two of the biggest foo foo pink blue drinks. We turn, you know, and try to sit there. Like you guys were that close in college. You know, I, we played softball uh, one summer. Al Del Greco was a kicker in the NFL for 15 or 16 right, years. Yeah, sure. And uh, I worked for the intramural department, and Al knew that. And so he was trying to pull some strings to get where he could play on a certain day because they had workouts and training and different things. And so I pulled some strings. I'm like, if you let me play on the team. Mm. And so we won the intramural championship one summer playing and hanging out. And then you see Barkley around campus. He was as nice as he is now. He ain't changed a Talk bit. Talk to anybody. Wait, yeah. how many times did you drink before the game, though? Uh, uh, the softball game? The softball oh, that was mandatory. mandatory. We had a keg. Softball. Yeah, we softball. had a keg. It was college. We oh, had a keg. That's how you met before he was playing uh, basketball. No, 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 no. We were playing softball. It was just yeah, no, strictly, yeah, yeah. you know, on That's the just part of the, the rules. I mean, I, that dude is like two, 260. Yeah. Was, he could drink. You know. Right. Boy Gorge. Mm. That was my favorite. Everybody in the round mountain rebound in the bread truck and all that. I'm like, you're leaving out Boy Gorge. That was my favorite one. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember Boy no, Gorge. No, he's always happy that I remember that, by the way. <laughs> God damn it, him. You're going to leave Boy Gorge. I'm like, I'm never going to forget Boy Gorge. Yeah, he wants you to forget that one, doesn't he? Everybody had stories where they would spot him late at night with different. Everybody had a different. It was like, oh, where's Waldo? I saw him and he had uh, Crystal as the Southern White Castle, the Crystal mm-hmm. Burgers. So everybody had a different story about, oh, dude, I saw him at two in the morning. He had 26 crystals in one bag. Dude, I saw him at like four in the morning. He had three dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. Dude, I saw him at the... It was like a fucking... Like, he can't be all these places. The living legend continues. But it went from freshman year on. It was totally hilarious to see the, the random Barkley sighting stories you would hear. You know, mm. He's unbelievable. So what have you been up to, Jason? You know what, man? My summer's been a little bit low-key. I went to the Kanye West concert. My boy, Scooter, uh, who represents Bieber and Kanye, allowed me to go out to Chicago, so I was out there. You, you've hung with Kanye? Uh, I've never really kicked it with him. I did meet him for the first time. He was wearing a chinchilla full, full, full coat, and I, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to really react to it. Yeah, because he's a Chicago guy, right? Like, I, I look, I, I love Kanye. I'm actually in talks to try to do a TED talk and involve all Kanye lyrics in my TED talk, an 11 minute talk, right? Try to do something different. So you really know Kanye West lyrics? I, I love his lyrics, but he's just he's out there, though. You know what I mean? But that's what makes him brilliant. But right. social, like socialization, he's somewhat different. Yeah. On ways to interact. That's the jacket right there. Jesus. That's the jacket right there. It's unbelievable. And he just owns it. You just sat there and pet that. It was That's 80 degrees do. inside right. the United Center, of by course. the way. And he's still rocking and he's still it. Rocking and he it. wasn't sweating. <laughs> still rocking He it. wasn't sweating. <laughs> How is that possible? And then I was with this guy named Vic Minsa, <laughs> yeah. right, who was Scott's new client. And this dude is like, he is the beautiful combination of Tupac and Prince together. I don't know if you heard of him. He's like the, he's a new rapper out. Vic Mensa. Everybody loves him. It's incredible. He has the hardcore rap lyrics. He talks Vic. about, ple- like my name. Okay. Like your name. Yeah, Police right. brutality in Chicago, like mm. hardcore lyrics, but he looks like Prince. Really? He looks like Prince. Is that him right bring there? A picture of Vic Mensa. Yeah, that's him right there. Uh, there oh, yeah, go. okay. You got to bring up that. That's 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 more like it right there. Yeah. More than the South dude. Side on his neck. Uh, I mean, his lyrics are moving. He's part of Nate Turner's movie for, uh, you know, I forget what the name of Nate Turner's movie is coming out. I'm drawing a blank on it right now. It's a, you're not it's a third glass of scotch for me. Nat Turner. Uh, the the bottle's almost done. It's always bad when yeah. Alabama The guys, Rebirth so. of a Nation, I yeah. think. Yeah, that's yeah, the movie. Like that. Obviously, a lot of controversy with that. But speaking of controversy, you hear this whole thing going on Josh Brown? 
What's what's going on? The, the kicker, kicker for the kicker for the for the Giants. He had to admit some uh, some shit, huh? Well, uh, let me let me let me read to you about what about the Patino? That's what's going on with Patino. What's going on with Patino and the strippers and the guys and all that stuff? And a guy? No, the guy facilitated. You see, Obsess and a guy. The one dude facilitated all the strippers, and so now that that all went down last year, and the lady wrote the tell all, and the guy got fired. Yeah. And now a year later, the NCAA's come out saying that Patino, they're not. He didn't know. Louisville is not guilty for uh, not paying attention enough, but Rick Pitino might be guilty of that, maybe, mm-hmm. and then they're immediately going to appeal it. They're, they're looking for a fall guy, yeah. you think? But he started the speech today, my favorite part, because it reminded me of when he got caught fucking the woman in the Sizzler a few years ago, or wherever that restaurant At was. At his own restaurant. Yes, it was his restaurant. Okay. He, I remember, just happened to see the day, and it was right around, it was when Teddy Kennedy had died, mm-hmm. and he immediately deflected, going, we're not going to talk about my indiscretions on a day when one of our greatest sisters <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, complete so, deflection. Right. So today he went right into the name of the dorm at Louisville where all this took place is named after his dead brother in law yep. who died in September 11th. So once again, I, it eerily reminded me. I'm like, oh, this is the same dude that didn't do the horror story and threw Teddy Kennedy's in, in this today. So he went with a little deflection. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know the beautiful thing about it though. Masterful. So I, I said this right, and yeah. and, and Rick, I, I'm not a, a fan of how he's gone about it. I am a fan of him as a coach. He's a hell of a basketball coach. He's a Hall of Famer. He's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Right. But if if I got in a car wreck going 105 miles per hour and it, it came out to the public, what do you think the headline is like? The headline is all oh, Jay, Well, Jay's history of idiotic decisions with motor vehicles. Right. Right. So he's if right. That's, right that's, yeah. that's the narrative. Yeah, right. So if that's the original narrative with the girl, even though the girl tried to blackmail him, whatever, you put yourself in that position in your own restaurant. How does that narrative not follow you to a situation like this? Sure. That's my only thing. I, mean, I get deep on it. People don't like me going deep, but I don't care because today's, go today's Real Talk Thursday. <laughs> I, told, I told people on my show, I'm like, today's going to be Real Talk Thursday. You're going to get the real shit out of me. You're going to understand where it really comes from. That means you're, you're looking for a job. No, nah, I got a job. I'm, I'm good. Kidding. But it's like, you know, well, even so what's with Josh, going on with Josh Perot? Yeah, I was going to say back to the kicker. Well, it's the whole, it's the, it's the, the whole domestic violence thing. So it's, it's the fact that right now during, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month is that you have the NFL that is putting out, you know, you see all these pink, these pink ribbons everywhere and pink splattered pink mouthpieces and pink cleats and always oh, I brought a piece of paper with all these facts on it God you know how me bring out the facts oh, man. Oh, prepared for radio it's show. real talk yeah. Thursday yeah, yeah. These, these are checks in one box real <laughs> talk put the checks away I gotta bring out the piece of paper here <laughs> obviously it's bar napkin Thursday <laughs> bar, bar right. napkin Thursday I like that I'm brilliant <laughs> yeah two scotches and I'm right. brilliant uh, Thursday here we go a bunch right, of things so. he wrote down on a bar napkin there we go oh fuck I wrote it down we don't like people that are prepared in here no it's just the only time it's ever happened Looks like we got ourselves a reader. So <laughs> what you reading for? Two, reading two years after the, br- the brutal Ray Rice video occurred, right? Yeah. Only one player has received a six-game suspension that Roger, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, said will be the baseline for first-time offenders. So you have Jonathan Dwyer. He had a three-game suspension. Johnny Mazzell got a pass. And Bruce Miller got nothing. But So you have this whole situation that went down with Josh Brown, okay? I'm going to read you a quote. That Josh Brown said. And this was in court, I believe. Yeah, this is a quote. Yeah. I have been a liar for most of my life, he wrote. I made selfish decisions to use and abuse women starting at the age of seven to fill this void. I objectified women and never really worried about the pain and hurt I caused them. My ability to connect emotionally to other people was zero. My empathy levels were zero. Like he... There's been over 20 calls that his wife has made to 911. They have documentation. Right. So the fact that the Giants give him a two-year, $4 million deal this offseason. 
When they knew this shit. When well, they say they didn't know it. Well, they had to know. They say they didn't know it. All the details of it. But still, I mean, they're police records of it. So that's my thing, though. It's like, you know, you're you're claiming to be one thing, but behind closed doors, we all know what it's about. Right. It's about money. Oh God, yeah. It's about money. Well, we all know that. And so nobody calls attention to it. I think it's BS all the way around. Well, it's right. also no video. The Ray Rice is much more impactful. Because yeah, everybody video. sees it. No, exactly. you gotta, but if you sit and read these gruesome transcripts, you find out how just as awful and vivid sure. this could be. But that means that's what you're reading for. Nobody's right. going to take the details of that. And what? you don't have a video to go with it, so everybody just forgets. And he's the kicker, so nobody's paying attention to it. A video is a lot easier than actually than right. taking totally. the time and reading some yeah, of, of this stuff. And it turns out that uh, this is sounds much might more, even be more horrific. I was going to say, sounds yeah, $2 million a year. $2 million a year to have. I've done and look I'm not sitting here saying I haven't I haven't involved in domestic violence but I feel very sensitive about it because I grew up in a situation like that me too so if you're gonna say you're gonna do one thing Roger Goodell I think it's time you do it well he's full of shit he enacted he a very made, well, Come well, on. Richard Sherman talks about it all the time. Now, he makes the most shit? money out of anybody else in the league. Now, why is full he shit? makes like $18 million a year. Yeah, what, what, turned me on, what turned me was uh, when he claimed that he'd never saw the Ray Rice tape. Shut up. Right. Remember when that no, all went I down? Know, and they, like, it was sent to uh, the office, yeah. but you know, nah, he's, he's sure. claiming he never saw the tape. Get the fuck out of here. I remember I happened to be at the University of Miami after they'd had that brawl, that horrible yep. football brawl back then, and the idiot comedy boy. I'm in some tent within two weeks, and Donna Shalala, who used to be Secretary of Education, I think, in the Clinton administration. Anyway, she was president of Miami. And as as my show, as the Monkey Boy Comedy Show was over, she had gone on record and said the same thing. I'm not going to decide what to do to these football players, and I'm certainly I'm going to just take my time and go through this, but I'm not going to be prejudiced by watching the tape. Right. Mm-hmm. And she just happened to be standing by the door when I was leaving the little auditorium after doing my show, and nobody was near her, and I went over, and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot for not watching the goddamn tape. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at me, and she's like, who the fuck is the yeah. comic yelling at me? Oh, and I'm like, for and I, then boom, I was out the door and back right. to the Motel 6. Uh, and, and ratings are down in the NFL. Yeah. And Goodell's trying to explain that shit away. Well, ratings, what, what do you ratings think are down everywhere. It's yeah, that's true. down everywhere because nobody watches TV anymore. Man, if you I'm got, never at home, I, I live stream everything I do. Dude, if you got young kids, or uh, you know, in my case, I, I got young kids, but nephews and nieces, they look at the TV on the wall like, "What the fuck is that?" Almost like it's foreign now. They're like, "Fuck that!" I'm on my phone. I'm on my iPad doing my own thing now. I mean, that's why Twitter's trying to get themselves out of rut. They're live streaming everything. Well, I mean, I just I go with highlights. I watch highlights. Right. I, I can't sit through a whole baseball game. I, I'll, oh, I'll finally watch the World Series. I'll, just catch the ninth inning. That's you need. Uh, I can't That's do it. I, really? Dick's really into. See, I'm not, not a, I'm not a diehard baseball. I'll guy. watch. Amy, I like everything. So I you really, really do. Thoroughly through the whole game. I can watch all of so, baseball, all of basketball, all of hockey. I can, if it's if I'm into it for some reason, I grew up in a tiny little town. There wasn't shit to do. I've told him yeah. before. I'm like, right. we would really get. There's a track meet today for the eighth grade boys. Eighth grade boys. Boys. You want to adjust that? <laughs> you can take that any way you want it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I had said eighth grade girls, it would have been worse. We got some truth serum in front of Vic Kelly. <laughs> have, have another shot. This there, bottle right? was almost gone, by the Dude, way. I can't. Pull, I, I thought that was my gift. This is your I'm gift. Kidding, I mean, it's kidding. a gift for everybody. I, I, I'm the glad that keeps on giving with everybody. Yeah, yep. Anyway, Jay, uh, I got to ask you. So football, they don't want you doing the touchdown celebrations and all that. Where are you? Where are you at? Where uh, with uh, athletes like showboating? I, as a fan, I love it. And the more ridiculous, the better, because uh, then you get to look at the guy like, what a fool you look like. I man, I think sports is entertainment. So especially like with this climate that we're watching now with this whole you know political debates and all these real issues that we have going on with police brutality, like, I want to watch a game and actually laugh. Yeah. 
and have fun and be like, do you remember when Antonio Brown did that dance in the end zone? Yes. Like that. I, I, like I don't know why they try to regulate that. Just let them out. The more actually, you know what? The more creative stuff you come up with, maybe we should add on another point to the field goal. Right. Like I don't want to see something creatively. With that's all done, the maybe, distractions are out there, and now you're 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 basically telling people to turn this shit off because you're not going to see anything a little out of the ordinary or crazy. Create a shot clock for end zone dances. I mean, I'm a fan. Give, give you seven something. seconds for right. your best Whatever. end zone dance. I'm, right. a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan to a point of sportsmanship, but I, I also like when you guys shit talk. I By the way, that. that could probably bring more sponsorship dollars in. You can have a little segment. A little segment sponsored by American Express. Yeah. End zone dance. Seven seconds. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding me? They'll use it all across. they make you, more money off it. But now it's down to the you can only spike the ball, I guess. Well, that's boring. so stupid. Do you remember your first one as a just as a kid growing up? Do you remember somebody in like I remember Elmo Wright was the dude from the Kansas City Chiefs was playing. And then of course my when I was really a kid, it was Billy White Hughes Johnson. He was mm-hmm. the guy that per, and he did all kinds of moves and did the splits and, and as a kid growing up, I thought that was that lured me to watch more pro football yeah. than just, you know, and I it was also I love the classy Barry Sanders flip it to the referee. Right. I can go either way, but yeah, but that was so cool in its own right. Yeah, it can't turn just, in. Yeah, it can't turn into so Like here, I love number twenty. It's like here, I'm done with this Sanders. shit. You take it. I now. like him. Right, you know. That was smooth. It's like I love Odell Beckham. I'm sure. Like I, I think proposing was, to the net was funny as shit. I, I think he's like the he's Eli's, like the Kanye of the NFL right and now. Yeah, and <laughs> Eli so and Eli's the opposite. And I, that's he why I like love it. that shit. He doesn't like it. Well, because Archie coming from but his dad, Archie Archie's just as cool as a cucumber. And Archie's super old school. He wouldn't consider doing anything other than handing the goddamn ball to the referee. So I can Archie's son would probably be aggravated by that. Maybe. Well, people are like, oh, if it if it hurts the team, I'm like, I, I hear you and everything. Yeah. But like, come on! Like you, every time that dude makes a catch, you pay attention to the TV screen about what he's about to do. Icky yeah. Woods is still happy. One hundred percent. I carry them to you. Damn, Somewhere, Icky Woods is very, very happy. Uh, Lewis wants to ask you a question. He's a big uh, football fan. Get What's going on, buddy? What's up, brother? Talk to me, man. First of all, let me just show you this right here. Oh, Dak oh. Prescott, baby! I hear you. Tony uh, needs to let it go. Really? I love Tony. That's my boy. He That's what I wanted to, to ask first. Is what do you think about the Romo Prescott? I, I just think that. TR is a beast. I've known him for a while now. He wrote the excerpt on my book. I love him as a person. But it's like how many, after a while, you keep battling injury after injury after injury after injury. And I know that mentality makes him great because he always kind of come back and fight. But it's like that Deck Prescott is rolling. Right. Yeah, how do you not let that kid roll? He is rolling, but at the same time, the defenses that he's faced, the best one was top eight. That was the Packers. All you have to judge somebody is based upon who they play against. I can't judge you futuristically about who you're going to play against. If you're putting up numbers for right now, I have to judge you on those numbers. And until he faces a great defense, I don't know what, what else to say. I mean, he's not going against Minnesota this year, is he? He is not. So, I mean, there are a couple of really good maybe defenses out there. No, no, maybe he's he is. Not. Later no, 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 he'll, he'll, he'll be a lot more poised and a lot more experienced by that point if we get there. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love TR, but Dak is... I do was killing Mississippi State. So I you like got, him. You got to just keep going with him. Is that what you're saying? As a as a Cowboy fan, I really would like to keep going with him until he falls off. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel like the best position yeah. for Romo to be in is for Romo to come in. Well, yeah, when he's falling off, the, the more loud Romo could be right now would not that would not that will not help him. Right. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. He's quiet. Right. He's helping in the. By the way, he's going to be a hell of an offensive coordinator one day. He will be. He's going to be unbelievable. I've hung out with this dude. I've kicked it with him. I've had some cocktails. He is a guy's guy. He can tell you. So having cocktails makes him a good offensive coordinator. No, no, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, but I'm saying it'll be okay. So how many people do you meet who are actually like real stars? Right. Right. Real stars, like legitimate fans, actually will kick it with you and have drinks and and talk to you like you're one of their boys. Right. 
I don't meet people like oh, so that, and I'm around these guys yeah, all so the time. So you're talking about that he's like down to earth and yeah, and relatable and all that. Yeah, do you want to shop by the way? Oh, he's already had one. He's already sneaking. One's good for me. I'm done. Yes, he's sneaking. You can sip one. You don't have to shoot it. We can be classy. I'll chill with it. He has a number eight, number eight defense, but number one against the rush. And Elliot ripped their ass up. I believe. I believe they were one against the run. Form apart. I love Zeke. Maybe, maybe maybe your boy being such a good uh, coordinator, maybe that could be reason Dak is doing so well. Is there some quarterback whispering going on between Romo and Dak? I mean, I'm sure there is. All for you would think if he's the class cool I'm guy, sure you, you yeah, say I'm he sure is. There is. I don't uh, see him being shitty. I mean, Tony's still getting his paycheck right, right now. I don't yeah. see him oh, being an asshole I, behind I, I the scenes. I love hearing about your quarterback problem. <laughs> <laughs> Winning all these okay, games, okay. you no, guys have struggles. Oh, you got a quarterback? Do you really? Who's your team? Who's your team? He has five teams. Oh, you're at 2017. Fucking Gino. Smith. That was embarrassing one last in, week. One and five, and now we got Geno Smith. Oh, you got a problem with your <laughs> hey, quarterback still? You got yet? a great D-line. At least you're starting with a good foundation. Uh, I'm, I'm starting to pay more attention to the Bills. You just need your secondary to be better. I got three teams. That's right. Are you riding with D. Revis or what? Uh, I'm, I'm riding with, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> he likes everybody in the <laughs> NFC East. No, not everybody. It's almost. It's a Jets, weird configuration. Jets, Bills, Patriots. Yes, it's a weird Because my radio career. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. I spent uh, five years of college, three, about 11 years up in Western New York. So I, you become a Bills fan if you're up there. Yeah. But from Long Island, Jets fan. I'm but happy the, for Rex. But then I had uh, three of my best years in radio in Boston. Uh-huh. When they had a nice run. So you get to glom onto that and get some championships. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's a hell of a ride right So it's there. all sorts of fucked up. Can I just tell you what I like about Bob, about the Patriots? Is now, Tom Brady is just, he's a fucking He's beast. an animal. He's I was beast. with this dude a couple years ago at the, um, where were we at the Kentucky Derby. And I watched Wes Walker win $260,000 somewhere nice. around then. And Tom just doesn't, he doesn't give a shit. Right. Like he, he's like with his boys, he's drinking mint juleps, you know, doing shots, like gambling. He's right. just like, he's that dude, man. Right. Like for everybody that hates on Tom, like you obviously don't fucking know Tom. Because right. if you knew him, like well, yeah. you would love to be with him and ride with him. He's a leader. Yeah, but you gotta hate him if you're, if he's, why? If he's not on your team. No, respect it. Just respect it. You want Jets fans to respect Tom Brady? <laughs> you guys don't have a lot of respect for anybody, though. No, let's be honest, because you guys have been shitty for a long time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, can I can I can I tell you? But some of the stories. Oh, I heard this offseason that Ryan Fitzpatrick from yeah. Jets fans was like the next coming. Here it comes. You need to sign him. You're ready. You pay him what he wants. Yeah, he's gonna be this guy. Yeah, Brandon Marshall preaching about him. He's my quarterback. Mm-hmm. Terrell Owens type lines. Mm. Where are we? Well, you know, Gino. See, that's, that's, that's what are. Jets fans yeah, do. Right. I'm with Mike Greenberg. He does the same thing. He didn't have a lot of time to prepare for the season because he was. <laughs> oh, he didn't God. know where he was going to be. Uh, we're fucked again. We, we haven't had a, 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 a true quarterback in New York in a long fucking time. Benny Testaverde. Benny. 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 You probably have to go back that to Benny. Right? Right? Maybe last time they played for the game away from the Super Bowl. Maybe. Or Richard so. Todd. You could put Richard Todd. He's goddamn Crimson We're digging deep. We're digging deep. Goddamn Crimson Todd. Boomer, no, Boomer sure. helped us out a Jeff little bit. Jeff Rutledge, let's throw in all the Alabama dickheads yeah. quarterbacks. Hey, well, you know what? Our, our basketball team looks decent. Which, Which one? one? The Knicks. No, I mean, uh, you think I'm talking about the Nets? Well, yeah. I'm not a Carmelo Anthony. Brooklyn? Fan. Are you talking about Brooklyn? No, I'm are not. You, I'm are not you Carm- with that whole new name, by the way? Like the whole Kanye, Kim, like the Kim Ye, the, Kim Ye the Brooke Lopez, Jeremy Lin, the Brooklyn. Have you heard about this whole thing no, going on? Are they doing that? Really? Oh God! That it was awful. in the post the other day. I'm like, Wait, what, what, what is this? I, I truly am a little. Jeremy Lin has left Charlotte. Yeah, Jeremy Lin has left Charlotte. He, he got paid his money. Okay, okay. didn't get paid by the Knicks. Right, right, right. And now he's in Brooklyn, right, with the Nets, with Brooke Lopez. Dude, so they should have never got rid of him. That, 
Uh, Jeremy Lin was uh, what brought me back to being an NBA fan again. Uh, a Knicks fan, I should say, because I, I never really went away from a good story. being a fan. But Pam, whatever. I mean, obviously something was working there. It was crazy. At that time, it was not financially or mathematically possible, yeah. was the story. I don't, I don't know if him and Carmelo really got Square along. Well, they, I they think played Carmelo it like got it's budgetary. In, they nah, played bullshit. I think Carmelo got in there a little bit. He, he wasn't happy that Jeremy was getting all that attention. I just and the Knicks that. are never going to win a championship with Carmelo Anthony. I think as long as Dolan owns the team, they are doomed to that, shit. I would agree with you on that. But I think Carmelo is not a team. He's not enough of a team player to get it done. I mean, I, I, they'll make the playoffs this year. If they I, don't, of course they will. Well, I don't know about a course. I mean, yeah, it's still, still kind of waiting. You remember? I always go back to the Jordan story. They started winning championships when Jordan decided, all right, I'm going to not score as much. He still was a beast, right? But he yeah. started he started sharing the wealth, and then next thing you know, all the championships came. Well, that's why they're trying to play this whole triangle offense. They're trying to keep the ball moving. You put Melo at the pinch post. You get everybody moving around it. I just don't like him. Still got to play be I think their but... pieces are, they have better pieces yeah. as a whole this year than I've seen them for a long time. But does it matter with uh, Golden State and Cleveland? No, but we're not. We're Golden not, State's a super but, team. But we're not competing for a championship. Let's, not, let's stop okay. talking like we're competing for a championship. We're, we're trying to get to the playoffs. Right. We don't mean the playoffs in three years. How, how many it's, games will Golden State win this year? I still say under 70. Yeah, I mean, I, I think last year was such a unbelievable. I don't, think, I don't think you do that two years in a row. Have By you way, seen them in the preseason? I've seen them a little bit. Yeah, they're unstoppable. They, they preseason. That's true. Preseason, one hundred percent. That's true. Preseason. What's more boring, preseason NBA or preseason NFL? Oh, preseason NFL, NFL for yeah. sure. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, spring spring training baseball. One. Spring training baseball. Then what? I don't. I, well, no, I'll throw <laughs> spring, that out versus spring the training three. baseball is actually pretty fun. I was, to go you could, to, I was gonna say because you go to Florida, so you go to Arizona, you sit in the bleachers. Yeah, You're right. Of your spring training sports, of the major sports, I'm gonna go see baseball. I don't know. Is there preseason hockey? I'm assuming there is. Oh yeah, yeah. I, you know. That's pretty exciting. I love hockey, by the way. Yeah, it's hard to like go as a black guy. We don't really go to hockey games. We don't. <laughs> I got forced to go because my learned. last girlfriend was Caucasian. It was unbelievable. I love hockey. That's my my fiance is also really. Yeah, we need more hockey relationships. We need to make. That happened. Late right. great John Saunders, a uh, massive hockey guy. Yeah, Ivy League, Canadian. Yeah. Yes, right. Ivy League, yeah. By the way, Toronto, he always tried to get me to go to Toronto. Love Massey Hall is such a nice theater. I love that theater. You know, Montreal was even better. Charlie Chaplin was on the stage at Massey Hall. That's a really beautiful room. And then they have the gilding. It's from 1897. What do you think of the super teams in the NBA, though, man? I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But uh, you're talking sure. four or five teams maybe have a chance. That's it. People love to hate. People love to hate. And you know, I work for the mothership. So at ESPN, oh, we're going we're gonna to follow the Cavs. We're going to follow Golden State. It's going to be like a Justin Bieber tour. I mean, we're going to every move that they make, we're going to criticize, and analyze, smart. and break down. That's smart. That's the, that's the theme. And going what, into what this third season. team do you throw in there? I mean, Sixers. Don't ever say that again. I am on the MB train, rookie of the year. Oh, right there. What? Ben Simmons is right out of the gate. He's hurt. Kill, kill oh, the guys. poor Sixers. Oh. What, the, what I mean, third team do you put in there? Maybe, I mean, maybe See, you San Antonio. I know. I, I'm going to be real with you. We'll talk Thursday. So, maybe, maybe San Antonio? Not the Clippers again. Not the Clippers again. Clippers maybe. I mean, they'll get attention just because they're in L.A., but the Clippers are almost like the Cowboys. Right. 
He's, Listen to what I say before okay, you jump ahead. on. Yeah, Lewis I'm, is ready I'm to strangle him. And this is where I agree with Stephen A. Smith. Sometimes oh. it just feels. It just feels. Now, I hope it turns out different for the Cowboys. Because I, I had a bet against my boy Gary Owens that they destroyed Cincinnati, and I loved it. But sometimes it just feels like they. I call them hashtag can't get right. Just something <laughs> seems fucked up that just happens where you're just you're waiting for an implosion. Mm-hmm. Like a, Chris Paul gets hurt, Blake Griffin hits a the, the trainer on the team, he gets suspended. Something happens where just right. they can't mesh it, and it's almost. I hope it doesn't happen with the Cubs. It's like this curse that you think exists with some teams, right. and I don't give a damn what anybody says. Hope as a player, you try to act like you don't hear it, but when you get put in situations where shit goes wrong, you start to say it. Is this really the case here? Mm. Is it really happening? Mentally, it cripples you to a tad. Yeah. There you have it. Well, yes. yes Quick question for you. Talk to me. <laughs> Talk oh you to you no, no, no. You're so polite. That's creepy. <laughs> I, I didn't want to cut anybody off. That's true. I've been listening he for a long time. He sneaks up behind me I'm in the fucking hallway anybody. and touches right. me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people about it. <laughs> the fuck, Lord? Are we going tell. back to the girl's side? No, it's like Rodman in the shower. You're a big Odell Beckham fan. I am. Okay. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I can respect his game. Okay. All right. He from what I understand by the league players, is allegedly homosexual. Oh, wow. You went right? there, wow. Lewis. Alleged, allegedly. allegedly homosexual. He works okay. for the mouse. I, he's pretty. I mean, I don't, he, he's I don't a know. handsome dude. But what I'm saying is the There's reason that exactly he's homosexuals. having... <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of ugly heterosexuals out there. Too, right. just ugly That's... people in general. Okay, go ahead. The reason he's having these a lot of these outbursts on the sidelines not just because Eli's not getting the ball to him, but his defenders are in his face, talk, calling him, you know, the F word. Calling Josh him, Norman, yeah, all yeah, these guys. You know, yeah, yeah. Any, anything homosexual that they can come up with. It, also, fans are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything about the fans. But what I want to know is why hasn't the NFL kind of stepped in and said, hey, stop doing this to this guy? Well, first off, they can't. Yeah, how are they going to do that? Speech. Right. Understandable, and, but and you, secondly, you, you can't even walk the wrong way in the end zone without a flag being thrown. Agreed. But they, they also but try to stop no way, people from no, saying the N-word, there's right? No, there's no, but there's really no way to monitor it. How can the you re- monitor the it? The refs are right there. Yeah, but come on. You know how much subtle trash throw, talking happens on a court or a football field no, that you true. can't see? And, and those true. guys and, know and, when to whisper it. And here's my thing. I do love Odell. I think Odell is, athletically, he's so damn gifted and talented. But like we act like we're talking about... Like a grown ass man. We're talking about how old is Odell? Like what what's his 23. age? 23? Yeah, 24, he's a right. kid. True. He's an amateur kid. People want to act like these athletes make so much damn money that the money is supposed to make them mature. They're still kids. They're, I was a kid when I got hurt. People you know, some guy was like, Oh, you got a motorcycle wreck. I'm like, Yeah, way to go back to the old bag of jokes from two thousand and three. I'm a thirty five year old man now. Would I get on a bike? No, I would never do that again. The same way, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do the dumb shit they did when they were twenty years old. Right. Like He's immature, but he's still talented as hell. But he has to find a way. To, we're, we're watching him grow in the midst of all these eyeballs on Odell Beckham for what he does. And that's difficult to do. Mm. That's okay. difficult to do. There's your answer. And, and, and they can't say the N-word. Is that still true? At, at one, wait, wait, if you're if you're, no, in the NFL. If you're a black friend to a black friend. Right. The N word is always said. No, I, but I, I thought in the NFL oh. they were trying to, uh, and they were even thinking about uh, throwing a penalty. Now, right? Bob, Bob Lee, I saw, saw Bob Lee addressed this on Outside the Lines when they were toying with that idea okay. for about a second. You know, but I, I don't think that if they ever came to any conclusion on yeah. what, how they would, like he said, how would they you monitor that? Monitor what could they do about that? Right. You can't put, you know, my, you got to mic everybody then. I yeah. just remember reading an article where they said that they were going to start flagging for that. 
Hmm. And they did it for maybe the first five games and then kind of let it go. So I thought if they were going to flag for that, they would flag. They for would flag the, for. And this is a Cowboy yeah, flag for the. Uh, I don't think, you know, well, but, I mean, why is that surprising? We're we're talking about the NFL saying that they're going to maybe do one thing and then not do it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Roger. Like, like we're surprised Roger. about that. Goodell. <laughs> we're running out of show, uh, Jay. Anything else why? on your mind? I, I I don't know what else. I mean, Derek Rose got acquitted. I saw that. Good for him. Oh, there's the music. I don't know what that music on, meant. I didn't know if that was the something The music else. means we got to get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, we have one minute, Eric. Okay. Yes. When, when am I invited back? Can you text the right number? Oh, uh, don't tomorrow. even start. <laughs> I've been texting you all summer. I've not got a text. And then, it, then you told me. Uh, I've been the only black guy in the Hamptons. I've been relaxing this there summer. There you go. Must you, be nice. Uh, hey, but then you told on. me that oh, no. you changed your phone number. I'm a three one zero number. I haven't got a text from you. I swear. I'll show you text messages. I swear to God. Because I like doing radio with you. I'm Jay not going to sit here and get in the middle of another man fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.